to the Film Buds Podcast. This is episode number 55, and my name is Henry. Braden? Braden is back with us. Uh, Yay! Once again, after a little bit of a hiatus. Unwanted hiatus, let's say. And we also... People missed you. Yeah. I, I didn't have much of a choice in the matter, so things have been remarkably hectic for me lately. So is... He recently developed superpowers. <laughs> yeah, he got bitten by a toxic raccoon. <laughs> it's, it's... Well, tell us, Braid. Steven South Park already went there with that title, but it'd be anyhow. Yeah, I have the power of a raccoon now. <laughs> wait, did, wait, did that happen on South Park? Yeah. <gasps> I'm a genius. <laughs> well, Eric Eric Hartman had a super superhero alter ego. Uh-huh. The goon. I had no idea, but I nailed it. Of course, racially inappropriate. Yes, but I think Eric, that's the idea. Eric Cartman, yeah. But I only I know I, that they killed Kenny. Is all I know. Multiple times over. <laughs> yeah. I just can't remember whether Cartman got his superpowers from being bitten by a toxic raccoon, in fact, or if it was just one of those like Batman backstories where something traumatic happened with a raccoon <laughs> in his past. What? There's a traumatic bat situation in Batman? Yeah. What is it? What? Haven't you seen any of the Batman movies? They always spend a good 15 minutes going through What's the What's that do with a bat? I know the, the murder stuff. His parents got murdered. Correct. Yeah. And there's a bat? Yeah. There's a lot of things. There's many, many bats. What? Well, he was, he's, he's scared of bats. That's why he's... Uh, I forget the chronology, the original Bob Kane chronology, but it was something along the lines of shortly following his parents' death, he was in a cave and was accosted by um, bats. And, or it oh, was wait, Bob Kane the his, original author? Yeah. Yeah, that's the guy my dad... Yeah, his, my best friend, my dad's best friend's uncle is Bob Kane. Really? Yeah, I told you that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, anyways, I sh- we should say... Uh, we are going to be reviewing. What are we doing? Sorry oh, to bother you. Sorry to bother you. Which was a film at Sundance. It's now a, a wide release or a pretty wide release. And then we're going to be doing a retro review of. Is that one of your favorite movies, Braid? Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's why he picked it. We put, we literally did Ant Man last week to try to corral you back here. Yeah, but we failed. Entice well, you, but it hasn't really. Things have been remarkably. Did you see Ant Man? No. Well, it's been you're okay. pretty decent reviews. Yeah, I from, might try to go it's, see it. It's it's a decent time waster. Yeah, yeah, but I haven't seen much of anything. I did see Sicario: Day of the Soldado. Not nearly as good as the original. Yeah, which was a shame. Uh, I don't know how much of that was the direction. I don't know how much of that was the script. I don't know how much of that was was the studio. I don't know, but no but Daniel was... Kaluuya. That's that's preach it. You know, that's that's the truth. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, we are, we are <laughs> to kind of clarify, we are going to oh, be doing a retro review of... and I'm of, Chloe. Yeah, another social satire film, which is Dr. Strangelove from 1964, if I'm not mistaken. And then, yeah, not, not much else that we have, because we were kind of doubling up this week just because of shifting recording dates and all that, so... Either way, still good to be back, uh... What's, Chloe, anything going on with you? We yes, had the World Cup today. But which... I can't talk about it because Henry hasn't. Can you leave now? No. no. That's a good story. Save it for later when I, like, use the restroom or something. God. <laughs> Brayden, I met Army Hammer. When? New York. Okay. Yeah. 
high fives and everything. Okay. Good to know. Brain be happy for me. I think he's happy inside. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm dead inside. This oh, is a rotting, This is a rotting husk. So. Oh. Oh my gosh. Army Hammer would probably laugh at that. He'd probably think that was funny. Oh, well, only... he's, he's a successful actor, so. Yeah. Well. But yeah, I, I, I had a long work day, and so I've only been able to watch just more than the first half, so. I can talk about what I want to talk about without spoiling anything. Okay. Even though you say that my my emotive face has already given it away, but I disagree. Okay. Well, go ahead. Tread Tread carefully. Well, as you can see by my jersey, I love France. Yes. Big team France yes, over yes. here. She's wearing a blue shirt, uh, yes. jersey, yes. I went to we went to the Euro Cup games last time around and we were in France and everything like that, blah blah blah. So anyway, so my friends and I went to a bar on Franklin Street to watch the game and I was literally in the entire place the only person rooting for France. Really? Like everyone else is obsessed with Croatia because they're like the quote unquote underdog. And I'm like, France hasn't won for twenty years and then my friend was like, That's only four World Cups ago. Yeah, it has been twenty Shut years. Up. It was ninety eight, wasn't it? Yes, I remember it well. For some reason, I thought it was it was more recent, like early two thousands. But yeah, it was ninety eight. They got to the finals in two thousand six. Mm. Yeah, but they okay. lost. Right. To not sure who they lost to, but it's Germany. Germany, Brazil, Brazil. Oh God! Uh it doesn't matter. Anyway, Italy may have been Italy. Okay. Anyway. So I was the only one in the whole place, and people were booing and stuff. Because okay, Henry knows they scored two goals. Yes, Greasy, my favorite. I say Greasy, Breezy, Beautiful, like Easy Breezy, Beautiful. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so he scored two goals, and everybody went like boo, and I was really happy. And I even brought like a little Eiffel Tower from home and stuff, and a little France soccer ball from home. Wow, yes, dedication. Though. I love the sport, and I haven't I been able too. and I haven't been able to play it for like come up on. A year here. Hmm. So I've really got a lot of energy. Yeah. Maybe that's why I talk so much and so fast now. Yeah. But anyway, but everyone else was booing the whole time, so it really sucked. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, I was telling Chloe that the part I left off at was when I, and I just found out from her that it was Pussy Riot that yeah. ran onto the field. Did you see that? Did you hear about that? Around, I think it was the 53rd minute. No, really? I thought yeah. it was just fans, but it was, it turns out it to be Pussy Riot. Pussy Riot. Where, where, where exactly did they play the last game? Was it actually in Russia, in Russia. or was it uh, yeah. Putin Russian was sitting, Federation I states? hated it. They kept going over to Putin yeah. with his little rat face just sitting there looming. Yeah. This is really killing my vibe. And he was two seats away from Macron. I was like, please don't hurt him. Yeah. Or his elderly wife. But anyway. But yeah. And then they... Serious. I think they put in their time. Like I, w- I would... Like I told Henry, I said, I would, if I was in jail for several years for basically not doing anything, I would keep out of... The soccer field for a little while. I would not do that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so ineffective. That's I, that's I pussy right for you. For, I admire them for their strong. They didn't even have like a sign or anything. I guess they don't need it because they everyone, don't need it. Everybody everyone will look them up. Now. Yeah. But dang, isn't that cray cray? Mm-hmm. And then they kept showing um replays, well, was... and I said, "No, we all want to see them." <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just like, "No, I want to. I want to see them being dragged away." <laughs> well, well, that's why I was curious where they played. Is I didn't know if they. Still in Russia, they got yep. they were in prison for a while. Right? Yes, many a yeah, 
I think like three years. And then they got out. Don't quote me, but I just I was just wondering why they would actually. I, I guess the love of Russia is is and their, their desire to change things is overpowering. Exactly. But, I mean, but dang, they were dressed as police people. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I know. <laughs> Classic. Henry, who do you think they were? Henry thought they were Croatian people. Well, no, because that's, that's, <laughs> that's what the announcer said at first. Oh, was it really? Yeah, he said, oh, and we have uh, Croatian fans running out to the field. Oh. And so that and that's where I paused it, because it was almost time for y'all to get here. And so I went outside. Hmm. I don't know. Isn't Greasy so cute? Sure. Yes. I, 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 haven't, I haven't paid much <laughs> attention so to his face. He's so cute. I send you gifts of him all the time. Do you? Yes. When was the last time you did that? Uh... It's been a while. Like a week ago? It's been a hot minute. No, it hasn't. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. And then the, the, um, on the, the French team has a 19 year old starter. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that crazy? Quite something. Wow. No, I mean, doesn't surprise me at all. But I mean, he's, he's like the star of the team. Yeah, he's like the, like the big, well, the I big mean, dog. how old is Cristiano Ronaldo now? Right? 32. 32. I thought he was younger than that. I don't know. Nice. Well, he's been around like for quite him. some time. Well, nobody does because he's an arrogant ass. People do like Ronaldo. People love Ronaldo. I'm like, if we're going to yeah, go I mean, down he's that one route. one of the most popular players. If we're going to go oh, down that route, I'm a player. messy person. No Messi is definitely the oh, yeah. least annoying. Because yeah. Neymar Jr., I'm like, get up. Have you all seen I also the, like Chicharito. Have you all seen all the, the parodies people Chicharito? have been doing of, of Neymar across the world? Yeah, it's really funny. About the, him falling down. They just down fall over. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. That's why I don't like Neymar is, you know, okay, maybe he's a good player, but he's, you know, you blow on him like a strong breeze, and he just folds like a... Yeah. yeah. And then he spends five minutes rolling around on the ground. I mean, he's the reason FIFA instituted this whole yellow card for diving yeah. thing. But, yeah, but it's been great. Like, people, there have been, like, crowds of people 33. who... They, uh... Ronaldo? Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. I thought he was younger. For some they all, all of a sudden, they all just fall and start crying. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's really <laughs> funny. That's, if you haven't seen that stuff, you should look it up. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, Brayden, it'll, it'll lighten your spirits no yeah. matter what. Well, anything else going on? Yes, I'm going to show you a picture of him and then you'll see how cute he is. Okay, oh, with Brayden? Go I, ahead, Brayden. I, I can't wait. No. It's just been working? Working. About it, six days a week. Yeah. Six to eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. Fun times. You're supposed to say eight days a week. Eight. Oh, yeah. Good one. All right. Well, should we just move on to the reviews? Get get to it. Oh, gosh, so what, what, what a hunk! You know, what a hunk. Okay. <laughs> I wish Cooper was here. Cooper would be like, "Oh yeah." Mm. Now nah, Cooper's heading out to L.A. on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. He's leaving. He still didn't leave. No, Not, no. I mean, yes, but... Oh my god. His, his last day at work was yesterday. Did you see him? Yeah. Mm. Know who that looks like? Who? Harry Styles. How <laughs> very dare you! <laughs> How's, Firm disagree. How's, how's that a Because Harry Styles is not cute to me. He's not ugly. That's true. <laughs> I appreciate. I'm ever. sorry, Brayden. I appreciate your interest and support in whatever I'm just, form I'm it just comes. Joking. Yeah. Brayden, oh, because you think I'm obsessed with it. Because you're obsessed with Harry Styles. Brayden was just joshing with I you. I don't know where that comes from. Making your chain. Well, I do like his solo album, but doesn't whatever just start okay well all right i guess we can get <laughs> I can't it i believe he didn't even care that i met army hammer no care he does care no caring at all he's shaking his head no i think no. i can see it in his eyes no Brayden's happy for a vi- me a visual for the listeners no my eyes are dead <laughs> Brayden, if i get to if i end up marrying timothy chalamet i'll invite you and you'll be in the front row okay maybe well i should just i'll be like in fourth or fifth lifeless, row lifeless like a doll's eyes <laughs> first or third row maybe but yeah yeah all right, I guess we can move into our review of Sorry to Bother You, and we have a clip. 
So take a look. Hey, young blood, let me give you a tip. Use your white voice. Man, I ain't got no white voice. Oh, come on, you know what I mean. You have a white voice in there, you can use it. It's like when you pull over by the police. Oh, no, I just use my regular voice when that happens. I just say, back the fuck up off the car and don't nobody get hurt. Right, man, I'm just trying to give you some game. You want to make some money here? Then read the script with a white voice. People say I talk with a white voice anyway, so why ain't it helping me out? Well, you don't talk white enough. I'm not talking about Will Smith's wife. I'm talking about the real deal. Like this young blood. Hey, Mr. Kramer. This is Langston from Regal View. I didn't catch you at the wrong time, did I? All right. Sorry to Bother You is written and directed by Boots Riley and stars Lakeith Steinfeld. Huh? It's Lakeith. It's not. It's L-A-K-E-I-T-H. I just heard him say it. I watched interviews. That could be Lakeith. Lakeith. It is Lakeith. Didn't you say, like, McKeith or something? No. Oh. He's trying to put it back on me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stan, uh, Stan Field and Tessa Thompson, Jermaine Fowler, Terry Crews, Danny Glover, Army Hammer, Stephen Yun. Stephen Yun. Stephen Yun. Stephen Yun. Stephen Yun. He was on Conan and he said Pat it was Oswald, Yun. Pat Whitaker. David Cross. <laughs> David Cross. Lily Gross. James. Who? Lily James. Lily James is not in this movie. Uh, Lily she, James. she was Detroit's white British voice. I totally missed that. Me, me I thought that I thought that was Tessa Thompson. Yeah, no, that was yeah during the performance art piece. That was her. I really just thought it was Tessie Tom- Tessa Thompson. Who Tessie. was it that did the... David Cross <laughs> David did the Cross, voice. yeah. And then okay, Patton that's Oswalt why it was, was killing me. Danny Glover. Patton Oswalt was Danny Glover. Okay, that's... Because I recognize the voices. I mean, I know those voices. But yeah. the, uh, during the whole thing, I just... I couldn't figure out who the hell the voices were. Yeah. So David Cross, Patton Oswalt. And who... Okay. Yeah. Who did the uh, the voice for the fellow who was Oh, the, wait. Patton Oswalt was that guy. Mr. Blank or whatever. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Blank's white voice. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So and who did Danny Glover's yeah. white voice? Did you know Donald Glover was originally cast as Cassius? David Cross? No. I, that would have been good. I don't know. This Forrest fellow, Whitaker? I, I that know. was the I'm dumbest. Just, I'm, I'm just reading names here. <laughs> I'm not familiar with, with what's his name? Lakeith, Lakeith. Stanfield? Yeah, he was Stanfield. in Get Out. Was and he's he? on Atlanta. Okay. I'm, I love him. That's why I vaguely recognize <laughs> All right. him. He's the next Jeff Goldblum. Mark my words. Okay. He was, he was quite he good. Moves. I liked him a lot. Dan, Donald Donald Glover would have been good, but I thought this guy did an outstanding job. As I well. think mm-hmm. I'm I'm less for Donald Glover on this one. I think he has too much cynicism kind of seeping from him mm. to work. Can I, yeah, the little sort no. of snarky thing. I'm going to read the plot synopsis. And the the synopsis is, in an alternate present-day version of Oakland, telemarketer Cassius Green discovers discovers a magical (laughs) key to professional success, propelling him into a macabre universe. Macabre? Macabre? Macabre! It's, there's an R at the end. It's all falling apart. Oh my god. Do you see what I've had to deal with without you? It's been a long day. Raven! Macabre. Macabre universe. (laughs) So, all right. Macabre's a weird word for that anyway. I don't think that fits as well as it could. Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily... I don't necessarily, know if Macabre is the right... Well, parts of it towards the end, uh, the strange people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. The strange people, that's a that's a bit on the macabre side. Yeah. Because it's very sort of twisted, dark, yeah, yeah, yeah. strange, unsettling. But uh, the rest of it was not necessarily macabre. It was very sort of dark, mm-hmm. dark humor. 
Black, mm-hmm. black humor. Yeah. No. Dark. You get that. Dark that humor. Works, that works on two levels. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I'll maybe take that one out. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I don't know. Was that... Henry no. could was be that, one of those that was voices. racially insensitive, then... Hey, you guys. No, it's all right. Hey, you guys. No, just your normal <laughs> voice. my normal voice? Yes. Really? Yes. Is it super white? Yes. All right. Yours isn't. Yours is its own beautiful entity. I don't know what yours okay. is. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I can't listen to myself. Everyone on these loves your voice. Really? Oh my god! I can't god. listen to myself on these podcasts because I sound too nasally. No, you got a great voice. Okay, yeah, mine's pe- nasally. Mine's nasally and high. That's like, oh yikes. Mm. Well, what y'all mad? Well, what y'all think of? Sorry to bother you. I liked it. It took it. Did, some of its chances fell flat. I mean, I forget what what the other film was that we watched, and I kind of felt like this. It's it's. I'm trying to dredge it up from my memory here. But it, it took a lot of chances. Some of them fell flat, but I thought, again, it, it pushed the envelope. It did something different. And I thought on, on many accounts it succeeded. Now, the problem is, is it's one of these films that immediately after watching it, rather than ruminating over it and thinking about, you know, how does this fit into sort of social context, what kind of commentary or parody are they making here? I immediately wanted to go to Google and look up everybody else's insights on the film. Oh. Which, because there were so many... Little things mm-hmm. like Tessa Thompson's character, Detroit, her performance art piece, and what that was supposed I didn't to be. Like I got, I, yeah, I didn't much like it either. Mm-hmm. Performance art stuff like that, I think, is nonsensical. But, but, but I do think it's more interesting now that I know it wasn't her voice. I genuinely thought it was her voice. No. So that, so now that I know that, it kind of makes more sense to yeah. me. So, yeah. But I also, yeah. So that was, that was interesting. And I got some of it. I got, you know, she, her, her exhibit was originally on. Africa, and she was having people throw cell phones at her because uh, there's been sort of rapacious mining throughout certain mm-hmm. parts, I think the DRC and other parts of Africa, Central Africa, that they're pulling just tons of these yep. materials out of the ground specifically for, for use in cell phones. So some of that I got, but the, the, the sheep's blood and then the, what was that, bullet casings or something mm-hmm. that they were tossing at her? And mm-hmm. then she was reciting, what was that line from? Oh, crap. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I mean, well, I haven't but, seen it since February. But also, so I don't remember. It, it's not February. Okay, that's a very odd time to have seen that film. I went to an early screening with Boots Riley, the of director. Course, you know, of course, yeah, I did. I, I believe it you. came up on it came up on my Facebook. So I said, "Oh yeah, I'll go." Brandon, you see that on excited. Facebook? <laughs> I'm not on your Facebook. Your, Insta- your Instagram. Your Insta- I'm not on your Facebook. Your Twitter. No, it's, it's Insta. Don't say Instagram. Instagram, I know. I'm not on the Instagrams. No, Insta. Oh. No, I don't say I Insta. I don't do you. the Facebook. The new the one Instagrams. is Stan. If you Stan. What? It's like what ship was is now standing. If you Stan. God, I hate things. Stan, in the place where you are. I thought it was the place where you live. I don't know. Stand in the place where you I don't listen to R.E.M. anymore after having spent seven years in Athens and being bombarded nonstop with B-52s and R.E.M. You know, Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott have a podcast all about R.E.M. Like every episode. Pray tell why. I don't know. No say. But it's a thing. Well, but also with the performance art thing, I don't even really... It if I was supposed to love it, like I mean, it's I, I don't know if it was something that you're supposed to be like, wow, that's so cool. No, I don't think so. I think you know, I think there was a message in it, but I think at the same time, it was sort of uh, tongue in cheek parody in a way of performance art. Yeah, 
because that is sort of quintessential notion of what, you know, everybody thinks performance art is, is, you know, people who stand up in these very outlandish costumes, in Tessa Thompson's case, Detroit's case in this, in this film, you know, she's almost naked. And people are chucking stuff at her, and so it's like... Oh, it really hurt audience. to watch. I, like, couldn't look at well, it. Well, I mean, that's... that's Everybody thinks performance art, and they think, you know, somebody dancing out in the middle of, of a square, like Times Square or something like that, or or it's something where they I saw an old ask, lady get arrested in Times Square when I was there last weekend. That does not, does not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> but, or, or performance art is, is an artist always asking the audience to, to participate, in, usually in some sort of inflictive, violent manner like that. Right. So, anyhow, I thought in a sense it was a parody of performance art, but then again, I don't know. I mean, that was the problem with so much of this stuff. There was a, there were a lot of things, and I like the fact that it made me think, but at the same time, there was so much stuff, it was hard to... I, I almost wanted to sit there and take notes throughout the film and go, okay, th- what is this? Okay, i got to think about this later. Okay, i got to think about that. So yeah. it was the... The only problem is that there was it was it was almost like it was trying to cram too much stuff into it. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a little jam packed. It's yeah. his first feature. Yeah, I liked and it. he was working on it, it for like seven years, I ruminating. And he wrote two because he's in a band or whatever. And mm-hmm. he wrote two albums around it. So I feel like there's just so much mm-hmm. that it did get like jam packed. Maybe, maybe like, he's got a little too too familiar with it, and then just kind of kept on putting stuff in. Yeah, yeah, it was almost like he had a lot of inside jokes with himself that made it away exactly. in the film. That's true. And then there were just a, like a bunch of little things, like the, the, the VIP room in the club towards the beginning of the mm-hmm. film. I'm still trying to, <laughs> I'm still trying to wrap my Good mind range. around that. I guess it's just the fact that, that this is a, a lifestyle that he goes in and, and, you know, he gets, somebody bumps into him and he pours a drink all over himself and he doesn't meet anybody and there's no human connection whatsoever. Yeah. And he walks out and, so what'd you think? Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. He's, so he's, it's almost as though he's, he's enamored with this, this very exactly. flashy. It's all illusory. Yeah. Yeah. Lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I guess that's what that meant. But again, it's, it's one of those things you watch it and you're, you're kind of for a little while, you're puzzling over it, kind of going, well, maybe I get the point, but I'm not sure, but I don't know. Then again, maybe yes, maybe no. I, it's. What do you think if you watch it again, will that help given the. What happens and everything. Maybe. Possibly. I mean, yeah. I think I mean, that... Or it could be even more more unclear. More yeah. Yeah, it could be. It could. I think a second watch would determine, really, how how successful it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? But well, I like that. I think I would still enjoy it on a second watch through. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, it's one of those things where if I did watch it through a second time, I'd find it difficult to sit and just watch it. Right, you I'd want to. I'd watch it for five minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then I'd have to stop, and I'd awesome. have to either listen to the director's commentary, or I'd have to go go online. And that doesn't help, by the way. I listened to a lot. Actually, I listened to him in person. They did Q and A. I said, "What the f are you talking about?" The whole time, he's just like very in his own head. Is a good mm-hmm. way to mm-hmm. say that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like the energy of the, the movie. I felt like it had a good. Like, I mean, it was directed pretty well. I, that's what I kind of liked about. It was kind of. It just felt energetic and had some good, he- interesting humor. And, you know, I mean, of course, Tessa Thompson. Yeah. She's lovely. It's great. great. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was a pretty solid movie. I mean, not, maybe not as good as it could have been or as I hoped it may have been, but still a cool little film. Yeah. It was compared fun to a lot watch. of the other summer stuff these days. Well, now the other thing is, again, it, it, it feels, it's very experimental. It sort of pushes the envelope until the end and the, the special 
strange people come out. <laughs> that was... Brayden trying not to do spoilers are still yeah. spoilers. <laughs> it was... Um, I really liked a lot of what he did. It felt uh, kind of like watching uh, Terry Gilliam film. It kind of felt mm-hmm. a lot like watching a script by Charlie Kaufman. Yeah. Um, what, it did yeah, feel a, lot, a little Charlie Kaufman. I heard someone say if Spike Lee and Charlie Kaufman tried to remake Office Space... Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of, I, I can, can see that. I can, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, the, the big thing is uh, Charlie Kaufman's, I find, to be more films, his scripts, I find to be a little more introverted in that it, it looks at the, the role of the individual within the larger context of society and yeah. how there's a disconnect there. Whereas this looks more, it seemed more dysfunction of society as a whole. Rather than necessarily the individual's role with which I'd it. say that's why he's drawing from Spike Lee is like yeah. that kind of I mean he has the kind of social satire as well as the racial yeah commentary and satire as well as and see, showing the issues with breakdown of society. That's kind of where he yeah. lost me is is the uh, young black man telemarketer using a white guy voice to sell stuff and and sort of the racial dynamics the racial issues that he's looking at there which i thought was fascinating <coughs> and then it's it's he just very quickly jumps tracks and it feels it feels as though some of these things could be explored more in depth and he very obviously has some really interesting ideas on these things but it just doesn't feel like he fully fully fleshes them out I, or fully explores them i think it's a you know what code switching is i've heard the term before but you know code switching Code switching is when you switch like a dialect, like your way of speaking to match the circumstances. But then code switching, which was like a big deal with Moonlight and stuff, Mm -hmm. is when you change your cultural way in order to be successful, Hmm. as it were. So it's changing the skin, the the facade that you have versus just changing your manner of speech or something? Like, I've definitely done it. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of... Because you don't mean to, and you feel kind of gross about it afterwards. Yeah. So, like, that part resonated with me. Like, um, like, when people are like... and But mine are obviously more minor, because I look kind of ethnically ambiguous and everything but we love that but it's just like which is like a kind of a scary uh, not scary thing but it's just like a defensive thing even yeah like when people are like oh how was your christmas i'm like oh it was really good how was yours like and i'm like why did i say that chloe but it's because you're like Uh, i don't don't want to get yelled at i'm jewish yeah, but it's, like, that kind of stuff. And it, it does, it really, like, compounds and gets bigger, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the more time you spend with a certain type of people or group of people, you can yeah. just, just naturally start acting more like them and speaking like them. And so, uh, some of it can really, be... It's not really, no. I think it's a defense mechanism because you well, I mean, yeah, I mean, are but nervous in your surroundings. Well, that's yeah. the question is, 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 and this is interesting because it sort of speaks to the, one of the trailers I saw right before this film, Blind Spotting. Where oh that's right people have been associating these in some way yeah yeah uh, blind spotting looks interesting I'm curious to see what sort of uh, reviews that gets I haven't and even I seen the trailer see it's that, but, pretty I mean it's pretty well, it's, grim movie but yeah, I mean, it, it looks, could be good or it could just be a could just be awful it could yeah be what is the out. premise um a young uh, it's a young black man who served time in prison uh-huh. who is out on parole uh-huh. and. Uh, he witnesses a police shooting. Oh. And he lives in sort of, obviously, Oh, it uh, sounds California. like the hate you give. Except she did, wasn't in jail, so never mind. Yeah. Uh, uh, There's a train. But I think this is in 
I think this one is also blind spotting. Also, is set in Oakland, similar to. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, sorry to bother you, mm-hmm. but this fellow witnesses a police shooting, and then the things sort of spiral out of control from there, and he's oh, caught no. in a bad circumstances. It's whether like- he jeopardizes his parole, or and then he's got a friend. And the interesting thing about it is he's got a friend, and this fellow is white. But I think because he has he was raised in a uh, majority black community, he has the affectations of right sort of uh, young black men within within uh, who live in Oakland, mm-hmm. right? And so it's one of those questions of whether whether this is something if this is how you're raised and this is the culture that you know, then that's who you are versus adopting this sort of cultural milieu in mm-hmm. order to, 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 to get wh- or what you imagine get by sort of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. what you think it takes to get by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because it's, I mean, it's like, it, it is definitely like a defense mechanism for sure. Yeah. I mean, most, most because you time. never know. That's like, we never really, like my dad, like will not talk about being Jewish in public because he grew up, you know, his, you know, his, mm-hmm. he's only one generation behind all the, you know, world war two and everything. Yeah. And everyone's like, no, we don't talk about it. Cause mm-hmm. you never know. And blah, blah, blah. And even around here, it's like, Oh God. Uh, yeah. So, you still never know. So, <sighs> But so yeah, so I can, okay. So I think the idea in this, so he's he coat switches as it were, mm-hmm. and I think the point is that he is able to do it, but he feels grimy about it, and obviously, like I think, which I picked up on because I have felt that way too. Which, so it's not fulfilling or whatever, and he kind of well, no spoilers, but anyway, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So he's not satisfied with the life he's chosen. Because he's not he's hiding who he is. Not being himself. Right. So I think that was the subtle I think which is actually an interesting approach to like theme in this movie because like um what's it called? <laughs> Ethan Hawke movie, First Reformed. Mm. That movie seemed more to be like talking to the people who don't understand the climate change is important, whatever. They don't accept it, whatever, right? So they're talking to those people. But this movie's talking to the people who are, like, at least in part, talking to the people on the other side, like, who can adjust their yeah. behavior. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, so, yeah, because I mean, there's the, like, the, his, or the kind of realization of you trying to adopt a certain type of way of being or speaking, but then also realizing that yourself or a, Hiding yourself and not wanting to do that, but then also realizing that society, due to history and other cultural yeah. factors, writes that type of person off immediately yeah. for various it's even things. even like my best friend didn't come out until college because he like didn't want to be like that yeah, in exactly. high school. Yeah. So it's very common. Blah, high school blah, blah. sucks, man. I liked high school. I was, <laughs> I was, I ruled the roost. Not really, but I kind of did. You, I was friends with everybody. Hmm. Yeah. I wasn't. No. I, I knew like two people. What? Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I knew people, but Brandon, how was high school for you? <laughs> it was a long time ago. Brandon, tell us about your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll never come back now. Yeah, yeah. I was born like this. I was. <laughs> That's what my mom always says. I was born whole. I've like never changed either. I really. was brain fully formed from the forehead of my father, much as Athena did from the forehead of Zeus. <laughs> so that's well, not. My mom's never said that to me, but. Well, give it you time. You never know. There give it go. time. Yes. But there were definitely a lot of themes in here. Lots about capitalism and blah, blah, blah. Lots of relevant stuff, of course. Definitely. 
love some magical. There's so much to talk about with this movie, which again, like it's, you said, is kind of a problem. Yeah, in that's a sense. that's the thing. Is it feels like a jumble. I mean, it it, it had enough to 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 really sink its teeth into yeah. with regard to uh, racial dynamics and racial issues, socioeconomic, and, and yeah, and, and the and inescapable kind of. The, but then you get into stuff about uh, our country, capitalist society. I like I dug all of that because that is all I, very unionization yeah. and things like that. It's just that there's some, no. It's not that. It's I, just that, that it's kind of like a bam bam. It's bam, rapid you know? fire. It's yeah. kind of like okay, now we've hit the racial thing. Now let's go on to social and economic stuff. Now I don't know. Hit, you know what is capitalism? Okay, now let's go on to. You I know. think a lot of it came in big, but then they all kind of slow burned throughout the whole thing, and then tied together in the end. But I found the end also very dissatisfying. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it maybe was that's the. Point is it supposed to reflect like you try to do what you can to make society better, but then society bounces back. Society still usually turns yeah. you into a farm animal, and then you <laughs> hey, bye bye, <laughs> shutting it down, you bust into the house with your evil shutting it down. Yeah, but um, how about Army Hammer? Huh? He was great. great. The acting was really good. It was yeah. The I... acting. The artistic direction, and you know I love a I love a meaningful movie. So the you themes, love that. Mm-hmm. those are my three top loves of this movie. Mm-hmm. Acting was obviously great. Yes, Army Hammer killed it. Let's be real, killed it. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. He was so good. Well, everybody was really good. Who played Mister whatever that oh, noise? Oh, he was. just won a big award that Army Hammer actually presented. But so he's been around for a long time. But I also had never seen him before. I'm gonna have to look. I'll look it up. But yeah, but he was also good. Everyone was really good. Yeah, yeah, strong. But um, not the most feminist movie in the world. I will say. Yeah. And that was actually my question to him when I when I when he, when he did the Q and A. Oh really? But it's kind of spoilery, so I don't know what to do about that. Hmm. Darn. <laughs> the crux of it was. I'll say this. The crux of it was. I think he. And he said that he put himself in kind of every character or whatever. But I'm like, I think you put a lot of yourself in the one character and... Just, just a little bit in others. The main character, I think. Yeah. He put a lot of himself in there and therefore he romanticized situations, which is unfair to other characters, namely the single female character. There are two females in the movie, but one of two females in the movie, unfair to her character... Not because, not okay, not the way the one character acted towards her, right? Yeah. But her character wasn't... As a whole. It didn't come off truthful because we learned so much about Tessa Thompson, or uh, Detroit, through Tessa Thompson's performance was really strong, right? Right. So then when this happened, it fell so wrong. Yeah. Because it just wasn't... I don't know if you know what I'm referring to. I think so, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. Because I'm like, girl... This is what I said to my dad after I watched it. I said... She would call her friends, tell her friends the situation. They'd all say, what are you doing? This is completely wrong. And then it all get fixed. Maybe her friends are... She needs more girlfriends. Maybe her bad... Yeah, maybe she's just in a bad place. Doesn't know she's not, though. She's killing the game. She's always sure of herself. Yeah. And that is why this Force, decision didn't make sense. Forrest Whitaker is in this. That was not Forrest Whitaker. He's in it, though. <laughs> Mr. Bleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He wasn't Mr. Bleep. No, no, no. Who was Forrest Whitaker? I can't say, because it would give away to Ah, uh, crap. Oh, well, let me see. Was he, I'll, did I'll he, show you in just a second. Did he pull a Matt Damon? Omari, Omari Hardwick was Mr. Bleep. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm. Grew up in Decatur, Georgia. 
Omari Hardwood did. Maybe you bumped into him once and you never even knew. Quite possible. And maybe you're the love of his life and he never saw you again. Uh, highly <laughs> doubtful. Yeah. But possible, nonetheless. <clears throat> Yeah, it was an interesting film. Did you know watch. those were all practical effects? Like when the uh, death drops in? Oh, really? Practical. Yeah. What the heck? Where is it? The last uh, one. Yeah. Interesting, right? Talk about weird cameos. <laughs> I can't believe that was Lily James. Did you guys say Lily Collins before? Nope. Said no. Lily you James. said Lily James? Said Lily okay. James. He did say Lily James. <laughs> that is crazy. Definitely a weird movie. Did not, sometimes it did fall flat. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth the watch, though, because there's lots of great stuff in there. Yeah. Could have used a little editing. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. But so definitely worth a watch in this day and age, you know. Yeah, it's definitely got lost. And I oh, do remember when I saw it, and I was sitting next to some anti-Semites, and I said, this, you brought it up last time, so I feel like I can bring it up now. They were talking about how terrible Jews are in this oh. theater. They, like, thought they were super woke, but they thought Jews were responsible for all evil. I said, that's one way to, <laughs> one way to look at it. That's one side of the closet, yeah. But, yeah. So, this is, it was really a meta, that experience, in this movie theater. Yeah. I, like, had a little breakdown afterwards, because I'd never really experienced that before. Uh, I, I was, like, too. hyperventilating and stuff. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I would have, too, yeah. But, so. And Let that, learn, you know. That's kind of code switching, because I didn't say anything. But I also moved. Should you just like put up your finger? Hey, what exactly happened? Literally before the movie started, because it was like limited. To, you know, for this kind of thing, you get a ticket, but then there's limited seats and mm-hmm. blah blah blah, right? But so, so I was sitting next to two people, and they were just the one. It was just one person was talking, 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 talking about how Jews. What did they say? They said the dumbest. I don't know if this is good podcast for our oh, show. Go for I'm it. really sorry. They basically were saying that Jew. The by the way, the entire Jewish population, according to this person. Especially the Ashkenazi Jews. That's when I got scared and moved. When she knew the different types of Jews, I got mm-hmm. scared and left. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Especially oh. since that's the kind well, of I am. Well, well. I said, "Huh." Yeah. But anyway, she was saying the Ashkenazi Jews are in charge of white supremacists. Yes. Because we- brilliant. <laughs> and woman. I said, "Oh, so the Jews are in charge of the Nazis?" Okay, that's it. <laughs> yes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's so someone who's like. Quote-unquote knowledgeable, but then they still exactly. are completely closed-minded so at the was, same time. Yeah, well, that's I mean, the worst kind. Sounds like they're... Oh, Henry, thank you for well, feeling me. Well, I don't know if closed-minded. Right that sounds like high-level conspiracy theory shit. That's yeah. Like but they think they're really woke. Open. That's why it's so scary. Okay, okay. Like say, Army Hammer. And this, say, all right, what's it's like woke? Army Hammer. This movie thinks he's woke. Okay, wow, I, I found a connection. Okay, I, I've completely lost. Woke? What, what is woke? <laughs> I don't know slang. Woke means like. I know um, what woke means. Ooh. I've forgotten. What is it? For all the listeners yeah, out there, like me. It. I mean, I could take a stab at it. Okay, you do the, it. You're the. No, you go. Define woke. Means, woke. YGG. woke is somebody who is is is. <laughs> let me see if I can put this into words correctly. I understand it's a concept, and it's boiled down to one word, but it basically mm-hmm. means somebody who is open-minded or broad-minded enough that they try to understand and not just sympathize, but to maybe to some extent empathize with, with other genders, other races, other, uh, other groups that are, that are not necessarily that you necessarily do not as a person identify with. Right. On a strict basis, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Like, very liberal, culturally aware people, basically. Yeah. So, but obviously, sometimes it does not quite work out. 
for you. Yeah. Because that's for sure. But I, that's the thing, though. I was like, I should have said something, but I didn't. So, but that is pretty meta, though, that that happened in this movie, right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. very strange. Freaky, but. freaky. But I will say, I ended up getting a much better seat. That's so. good. Yeah, people, that that's very strange. Thank I mean, goodness. that's like some it happens deep conspiracy theory stuff. This kind of stuff happens all the time. All the time. We hear it all the time. I, it's yeah, crazy. It's not surprising. Unfortunately. Yes. But, what can you do? That's Lucy's? the world we live in. Lucy's. But yeah, so anyway, so I was really disappointed with his answer to my question, and I was kind of eye roll, and I was like, okay, bye. You know? You go. But it's still a good movie. Raiden. I think probably mine. I think you buzzed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try to think of it else. But yeah, all practical effects, which I really appreciate, always mm. better. Just always better, you know? Yeah. And it kind of grounded this, like, super out there movie. But, yeah. Good. <laughs> See, that's, that's kind of my... My problem is I don't consider myself woke necessarily, but I try to. I try to. Be, You're woke. Well, I try to be. I try to be. I try to be open minded. I try to be accepting of people, but but it's just sometimes it's hard to be. It's hard to be correct all the time. I'll just say of that. Of course, impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brayden, so. this 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 internal grapple you're having proves you are in fact woke. Okay, is that all it takes? Yeah, That's all it okay. takes, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did something right. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. All right, anything else? They're selling Tessa Thompson's jewelry online already. I like those oh, earrings. earrings. Murder, murder, yeah. murder, kill, kill, kill. Yeah, those are cool. I don't like them at all, but all I right. get it. Yeah. Yeah, they're a bit over the top, but I think that was the <laughs> That's whole point, the point of her character. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah, she was a little over the top. She was definitely my favorite character. I also like Stephen Young a lot. I liked him a lot. Yeah, so yeah. So I'm salty, but mm-hmm. anyway... And then, what else is there to talk about? The whole, you know, when they lost me, though, I know the moment they lost me. Let us know the whole the can the whole viral video can thing. But I also get it. Like, okay, this is the problem. This is part of the problem with me and just my general life, anyway. The drama anxiety comes from everything he referenced in the movie made perfect sense as far as mirroring today's society, whatever. Right. But it was so much. That was like, oh my god! You can't handle it. No, it was so much. I, that's why maybe he should. Maybe he didn't think he'd be able to make more movies. So he was like, let me tackle everything. Well, I mean, because so that, that, well, the kind of artist curse. Because you like, you're not sure if you're going to get yeah. discovered, quote unquote, and then you put everything into your first album. Or but first he's already super famous. Or, still, he? but still, though, yeah. I mean, lots of times As a musician. that doesn't always really? do it. What, mm-hmm. uh, what type of stuff? An is activist. He's like. I mean, he's, What's his he's, a, he's a rapper, I think. He's not a rapper. Are you sure? See, that was unsettling, and I thought absolutely brilliant. What? The rap scene. Oh, that oh, was yeah, great. Yeah. That yeah. that was great. That is basically like the entire, you know what? That and then the far, the step beyond yeah. that I won't acknowledge is all very get out. Yeah. So like you yeah, quote unquote definitely. respect other people. People, but there's, you know, the whole separate but equal kind of deal. Right. It's like, okay. I thought that was brilliant. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's very powerful. Yeah. He's a rapper. Lead vocalist huh. in, of The Coup and Street Sweeper Social Club. Interesting. He's like a big deal. I guess it's just not. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, yeah. So, it's like you put everything into that first movie or first album. Yeah. Well, I wonder. Afterwards, you are kind of left wondering. I wonder how much of himself, how sort of autobiographical or semi-autobiographical uh, Detroit Tessa Thompson's character is. Uh-huh. I think too autobiographical, and that was a problem. 
Mm-hmm. 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 And there was, did anybody see the cameo towards the end of the film? Who here knows W. Kamau Bell? What? W. Kamau <laughs> Bell. United Shades of America. It's on CNN. It's a remarkable show. No, I haven't seen that. Oh, well, I'm out. Or, 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 I'm over MSNBC gal. Mm. Just well, kidding. I, watch I like MSNBC. I, 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 I like Lawrence O'Donnell. Uh, <laughs> I do. He wrote all the West Wing. Okay. I uh, like you know Lawrence O'Donnell. Why do you look at me like that? He's great. I recognize his name, but I Lawrence know. O'Donnell is a G, but in this case, it stands for genius. Okay. <laughs> well put. Uh, oh my gosh, he was born April 1st. He's a, he's an Aries like me. Hmm. Maybe that's why we didn't get along. <laughs> Perhaps. But W. Kamau Bell is a very well-known activist. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I might know the face. I just, just can't think of the yeah. can't think of the name. Very tall fellow glasses. <laughs> but Boots Riley is very much an activist. And like his movie, sorry, music is like, quote-unquote, like activist music. Yeah. That See. kind of thing. So... Interesting. Yes. So I guess uh, that's why he, he's buddies with W. Kamau Bell. I guess so. Maybe so. Anywho. Maybe so. All right. Uh, Best cast around, though. That was a great cast. That was a great very, cast. Very good cast. Ensemble. Yeah. Yes, exactly. An ensemble cast. And Steven Young was perfect for that role. He yeah. was really good. Yes. Yeah, he's been popping up in some cool stuff lately. Yeah. yeah like, like he was in Gemini and some other things. Like, I'm glad they did. I mean, I get it. Traditionally, that kind of role would have gone to, like, Army Hammer. Mm-hmm. But none of this time, which makes sense. Also, this set, I know how this is going to, some people are going to roll their eyes here, but Army Hammer is, like, France to everyone else's Croatia. People think, like, oh, Army Hammer was, like, born rich, so he sucks. Like, he shouldn't be able to get anything. But, like, kudos for taking roles that, like, go against where you are. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? He could have after... Like, he's like, I should not be in this position. I'm going to make a movie to Well, see, that's that. the thing. That's the thing that's interesting about him is he did, he did what? He did Lone Ranger. He did Man from Uncle. And then rather than he also did on um, that, path, that Lily Collins movie, too, the Snow White movie. Oh, did he? He played a prince, is my point. Yeah. Same kind of deal. Yeah. And rather than continuing down that path, he stopped. He's done Call Me By Your Name. He's done uh, this film. What was the other one that he just did recently that was... Oh, oh, oh. Uh, portrait Jay, final, final, final portrait. portrait. Yeah. He played He's in J. Edgar as well. He was in J. Edgar. He played a lot. He's played a lot of homosexuals. Yeah, I know. Okay. A lot. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Good on Irrelevant, him. but just Irrelevant. Some, it's just Doesn't a surprising matter. trend. Yeah. It's like how Leo always dies. Well, that's, you know, well, well, that's interesting is, is I wonder to what extent, if, if he's a straight man, I wonder to what extent his portraying gay characters, gay men. Is offensive? Is offensive. Don't go on the internet, Brayden. Oh, my God. Everyone because, hates him. Well, because Scarlett Johansson just recently gave up yeah, the yeah, role yeah. playing a transgender, I forget which way, whether man. it was a woman transitioning man. to man. Transgender man. Okay. Which... Because the transgender community was apparently up in arms about this. Yes. And I thought and her statement... people in general. Well, I thought her statement following uh, following her decision to drop the role was, was very illuminating. Yes. But, I mean, I... But everyone said a little too too little too late. Yeah. For that. Huh. Yeah. You know? But it's so, so it is confusing, but I also get it because she... No, it's really confusing. I agree. Well, I I'm mean, totally it's, lost it's, here as well because it's the acting. It's, people, very, it's very similar. It's very... It's very close to the whitewashing thing, which she was also caught in the middle now, of the whitewashing thing. that is a little less machine. debatable. That was well, really bad. It's it's one of those questions, and I think we've we've discussed this before, and I don't know if I necessarily want to get into debate now. But you're fine. Anyone wants to those, hear you say anything. Well, it's one of those questions of, 
of do you get the actor because the actor is well known, is professional, exactly, and yeah. is good at his or her yeah career, or do you get someone who's exactly, or do you get somebody who is perhaps less well known, perhaps. I'm not saying this is the case, but perhaps not as professional or or adept uh, as a, of of an actor. Right. It's like a weird kind of typecasting. That that ethnicity or that uh, sexuality or whatever. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, so there are films like a. Well, go ahead, no, go ahead, Chloe. I will say, in a lot of cases, the because you know actors are supposed to basically empathize and then put that out yeah. as truth. So, under such circumstances, it is understandable why, I mean, always more representation is good. Like, like you can, even like, I'm thinking smaller terms, like, even it'd be nice to see someone with, like, Asperger's play someone with Asperger's, because mm. it fades well, more into the background. keep the change. There was saying. a film that just came out recently. Is keep that the change. one with, where they're in, is that the one about the couple? Yeah. Why? In New York, and, and they both, I believe both of them have Asperger's. Well, it will be nice to see that. Yeah. And I think... And I, I didn't think see the, it. I, I'm fairly certain both of the main actors who their characters have Asperger's, both yeah. actors had Asperger's. So themselves. that's probably more... So it is confusing well, because me, it's like representation versus like acting well, the craft. Let me, let me just say this and then I'll, I'll, I'll keep my people. But I mean, the, the issue with that is I can understand if it's... If it's, a, say, a, in this case I'm talking about with Scarlett Johansson, if it's a transgender character, you want a transgender actor playing it. I can understand that. Yeah. It makes sense. I don't know if I necessarily agree, but I understand the logic and I understand that, yes, they, the, these actors should have the same uh, opportunities that... Exactly. ...that normal sexuality, normal actors, normal whatever actors have. Yeah, I think have. it also ties into acceptance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But the issue is... Is that going to get people looking at it? And well, and there, there's there's that there's that issue. And well, but I think I think even more than that is 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 there's the question of if this person comes forward and portrays a certain character. You know, I am a transgender person. I portray a transgender character, and then all the the only work they ever get is being typecast a as transgender, transgender characters. Yeah. So that's a good well, I mean, point. Well, issue, like, because you have, but, like... So, I mean, it, it uh, works both ways, but it's yeah. like, if you're a white, straight female, you can only portray white, straight female characters. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're a, a transgender man, you can only portray transgender men. Right. Yeah. And then uh, that, that... She also looks defeats... completely unlike him, the guy. Okay, well... Uh, there you go. <laughs> tomato, prosthetic tomato, noses tomato. and fake teeth or yeah. something? Tomato, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, because you have films like A Fantastic Woman that does have a transgender yeah. person and that yes. got acclaim. Yes. But then, and then you also have a film like The Danish Girl where there's someone playing, uh, yeah. you know, and that's kind of, I think most people were upset with yeah. that representation. Well, then and, you had, and well, then, the fact that Eddie Redmayne, I guess, was portrayed. Exactly. A, and so, which, again, Scarlett Johansson. Johansson or whoever could play that character incredibly well and get more, you know, people looking at it. But then you could, of mm-hmm. course, have an issue like the Danish girl where you try and do it and it fails. But then having someone actually who is fits that well, uh, I was character also... would that make it better? Because no one would know who it is. And like what you're just saying with keep the change, no one really saw that. That's already been completely yeah. overlooked. Right. So did it actually do? That much good did decently to Chelsea, but nationally it was an absolute exactly. <laughs> you know, and so 
No, I really wanted hard... to see it. I was too busy. Yeah, but it, also, it... I think Gemma and I didn't want to sit there in case it was too upsetting mm. for us. I think yeah. it was actually supposed to be a very good, very charming film. I know, mm. but Still. sometimes things are a little too. Cool. We wanted to be a little positive. If we wanted to, so we'll probably watch it like at home. Mm. But... I mean, the, well, the other one that I was just thinking of is uh, Dallas Buyers Club with Jared Leto playing. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know. It was transgender, transsexual. I don't know. I... I, I I apologize I to anybody, remember. any of our listeners out there who that one I actually felt, but I haven't seen it for a while. But I felt like that at least the character felt like an, it was an interesting, yeah, it was an in- interesting character. I, I right. But that's the issue. I think that's another thing is, or I I listened to somebody talking about it, and he was like, um, "We don't like being Oscar bait. Like we don't mm-hmm. like our lives being Oscar bait," which I also get. Yeah, yeah. Because it kind of is. It's, it's a hard... Well, that's that's the problem is anytime there's a film like that that deals with yeah. socially relevant issues like that, uh, the Oscar committee obviously is going to look at something like that. Yeah, of course. Um, so, and I mean, it's all the, confusing. Well, the other issue is it's just because those films tend to have yeah. more challenging scripts be more socially relevant. Not always. I think... I think Not always, but in most cases, they, 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 it's better acting, better direction, better right. script writing, and so obviously they're, they're going to be closer to what the Oscar committee is going to be looking at than something like Ant-Man and Wasp. I think so. often what it boils down to, like, in, especially with like the transgender roles, it's like you might as you might as well cast someone who's been through it. Like, make your mm-hmm. life as a director, whatever, easier. You might as well cast someone who can relate. That more. is their life, and so. But then also, yeah. that's, there's convincing the studio. That's a good thing. Yeah. Well, that's how, that's. The, I mean, it's the same thing, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's always the, the studio old, should say, "Yeah, why not?" So there's always the old argument: if if an actor is good enough, they can portray right. a character regardless of. It is actually usually, as you might have noticed, I'm very um, concrete in my opinions, really, etc. But this, I'm like, I don't know what to think. Because my mind also always goes to, like, well, are you also implying that one part of someone's identity is that person's identity, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. thinking about Army Hammer. People don't, like, my best friend's boyfriend hates Call Me By Your Name because neither of them is gay. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Whatever. Yeah. But, um, and he thinks it's, like, rude. Like, I guess. Huh. But to me, I'm like, if you say that, then you're implying that these people's personalities are completely dictated by their sexuality. So it's all it's all a big mess. It is. A ball gun to use it. It's a very hard. So yeah. nah, I don't know. Yeah. I quit. Yep. That's what <laughs> we I give up. That's what yeah. we say, listeners, yeah. I'm just gonna throw keep down making, the mic and walk it out. I'll <laughs> make stop motion videos and documentaries. Good for you. And I'll never have any problems. That's yep. what I've been doing. That's what I will continue to do. That's really cool. Have you seen my doc no, I'll show you later. No. Uh, all right, well, uh, out, of, out of five stars for Sorry to Bother You, I'll go four. Yeah, I go four. I definitely go four. I'm still vacillating a little bit between 3.5 and four, but yeah. I'm going, I think I'm more, more towards Rewatch four. Rewatch rule. Uh, and the only reason I, give it three, I would give it 3.5 is not because I feel that there are any major failings with it or it's a poor film. It's just that it's so laden with so much. Almost ambitious to a fault. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay, bear with me. Clobo, what are you thinking? <laughs> you call me Clobo now, too? That was just a, more a joke. Where did where did Clobo come from? All my friends call What's me Clobo. Nickname? Clobo? Yeah. Why Bo? 
Why? Hobo, Bobo? I don't want to say that. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> hobo, really bobo. bad. I think it is because it sounds like hobo. So okay. that's bad, but mm. what they call me, Globo. It has stuck. Nothing to do about it. But, okay, bear with me. Okay. Braden, cover your ears so I don't annoy you because I don't want to ever disappoint you. He's wearing you. headphones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it reminds me, what came to mind is like a really good concert, right? But, like, the lighting's really bad, so you can only half see what's going on. And then, like, sometimes the microphone gets muffled, so you can't hear the lyrics. That is a very <laughs> convoluted, but I think apt analogy. Sure. Thank you! It's an Let's analogy or metaphor. That's a... It's a... I guess it'd be an analogy. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. It's an analogy. Good. Okay. Metaphors, Good. you say... <laughs> Something is something else. Some ways you say something is like something else. An analogy is comparison between. I guess it's an analogy. Anyhow, yeah. sorry. I'm <laughs> going okay. off on a it's total tangent. It's figurative language, yes. Yeah. Figurative, yes. All right, well, I guess we can move on to our retro review of Stanley Kubrick's Doctor Strange Love. We have a clip, so take a listen. And we have a clip, so take a listen. Is that your white voice? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Dimitri? Look, we've got an acknowledgement from every plane except the four you've shot down. Oh. Oh. He's... Hang on a second, Dimitri. He says their air defense now only claims three aircraft confirmed. The fourth may only be damaged. Mr. President, I'm beginning to smell a big, fat, commie rat. I mean... Supposing Kissoff is lying about that fourth plane, just looking for an excuse to clobber us. I mean, if the spaghetti hits a fan now, we're in trouble. Dimitri, look, if this report is true and the plane manages to bomb the target, is this, is this going to set off the doomsday machine? Are you sure? Well, I... I guess you're just going to have to get that plane, Dimitri. Dimitri, I'm sorry that jamming your radar and flying so low, but they're trained to do it. You know, it's 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 initiative. Doctor Strange, love, or how how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb was released in 1964. Is directed by Stanley Kubrick and also at least co-written by Stanley Kubrick, and stars Peter Sellers. George Peter Sellers, C. Peter Scott, Sellers, Ster- uh, Sterling Hayden, Keenan Wynn, only three Peter Sellers, James Earl Jones, Tracy Reed, Glenn Beck. Did you say Slim Pickens? Slim Pickens. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and did the you plots, say Peter Sellers? Yeah. And the plot synopsis. How many times did you say Peter? Just Sellers? once. Just once. And the plot synopsis is an insane general triggers a path to nuclear holocaust that a war room full of politicians and generals frantically tries to stop. So this one definitely uh, considered to be a, a bit of a classic. Best definitely. movie ever made. Yeah, and it's one, one... Oh, real, though? Yeah, it's my favorite movie. Oh, my oh but God. I, I even, even, even that. a, That's why I went to, that's even, why I went to grad school. Even above Blade Runner? <gasps> it, yeah, it's, it's above, wow. it's it's above Blade Runner. Gra- it's playing tonight at 9 p.m., no, I mean, uh, yes, Doctor Strange Love is not the reason I went to. In <laughs> but those that that subject matter is the reason. The Cold right. War, not the Cold War specifically, but the question of of conflict. Oh, so like the bigger thing. I just like the Cold War. 
Well, I just, I just don't know. It, it always puzzled me why people could become so hardened in their, in their, in their beliefs or their hatreds or whatnot. Too. Brayden, you're such a woke romantic deep down. Mm. Yeah. Mm. We're slowly peeling the idea. I just thought I was a bleak cynic. But... No, that's okay. So this is you like a little bit of both. This is like I tell my mom that I'm really like just a an optimistic nihilist. She's like, you're not a nihilist. You just feel so much that you get sad or whatever. And so that's you too. <laughs> No, I'm just a nihilist. Brain and I are the same. I just want to blow it all up. Boom. Yeah. That's the way to go. Down with it all. That's not what a nihilist would do, Brayden. Yeah, nihilists wouldn't care enough to exactly. buy it. Exactly. They say, let me eat my potato chips. Yeah. <laughs> it's all going to hell anyways. <laughs> I want my Pringles. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, Brayden, what's... I mean, yeah, aside, Brayden, aside Brayden. from the, the what you're just saying, what, what else do you love about the movie? Well, Peter Sellers, obviously, is brilliant. Okay. George it, C. Scott, is, obviously, is... If I remember right, of there's towards the end, like when he's doing his whole like arm kind of thing yeah. in the air, where you actually see someone laughing in the back. Oh, there's a lot of because there's a scene. That. There's a very there's a very prominent scene where George C. Scott is walking through and he's motioning at the big board. He trips and falls and then pops back up. It's in the movie. Yeah, Mr. Kubrick just said, "Screw it, Perfect. leave it in." Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's just so many, like, little funky, funky mistakes and blunders and I stuff. I love the one where the someone film. just started laughing at him, his, yeah. his acting, honestly. And just, yeah. it's great. Like a little meta moment. George, uh, I mean, Peter Sellers is brilliant. George C. Scott is brilliant. You know, Slim Pickens is a hoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the whole thing is, is just, is this, I mean, the acting is, is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the script. I mean, obviously, the, on a meta level, obviously, looking at all the, the, the questions about the Cold War and a lot, all of these various sort of political uh, concepts that are now sort of, I mean, you, you, you read through any, these, these were concepts that I taught in some of the classes at UGA when I was teaching, you know, introduction to, to, to con, conflict theory and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, mutually assured destruction and power, balance of power, power. power all that fun stuff. Blah, right? Yeah. So. Uh, Did you know in Sorry to Bother You? He had to, Boots Riley had to take out a line because he wrote seven years before where, so, where uh, Army Hammer says, Make America Great Again. Uh-oh. Shook. That reminded me of that because, you know, today there's like scary Awkward. bomb stuff too. Awkward. But continue. <laughs> mm, Sorry. Um, no, but uh, just the direction. I mean, the fact that, what, it's about an hour and a half of the film mm-hmm. and just he's able to cram so much in. And, and the editing, he just keeps it so tight. Mm-hmm. It's just a quick, punchy film. Bam, bam, bam. And he packs so much sort of uh, dark humor along with these very weighty concepts. And so, I mean, it's it's brilliant that the, the film catches sort of the, the, the fear, the anxiety of the Cold War, of this sort of uh, standoff between the Soviet Union and the United States that was occurring at the time. And he's able to, to package it within this humor within sharp direction, within the, the acting and, and convey these ideas. I don't know how much he was able to reach people and necessarily instill in them the absurdity of the whole, the whole situation that we were living through at the time. But anyhow, the fact that he tried and was able to produce such a sharp film, I think was. Yeah. And it's one that not many other people, if anyone can have been able to match in terms of doing that. Yeah, you know. I mean, many have tried. I mean, even look at Sorry to Bother. You know, it's, it has a bunch of ideas. It's not overly long, yeah. end, but it still doesn't do it as well. Yeah. Even though, of course, it's completely different issues. But 
Well, it's it's completely different issues, but the one thing that I'll point out, and sorry to bother you, versus Doctor Strangelove is again Doctor Strangelove is very, very specific. It's it focuses on the one issue, whereas sorry to bother you, and again I like that it tackles a lot of difficult issues, but that at the are same very time, related. Yes, to they be are. Fair. Mm. They are. But rather than focusing on two or three and how those issues interrelate, he tackles such a broad swath of issues mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of his insights become a little yeah uh, watered down, muddled. muddled yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, just technically, it looks great. I mean, it's black and white, and mm-hmm. of course, it's directed incredibly well. Yeah, I, I love the look of the inside the planes, like just like the the design. Oh, he does. He does. You he know, does, all, all the the sets and everything are. Yeah, he are does great. a spectacular job of, ca- of capturing how claustrophobic. I think that was a B fifty two they were in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So your favorite band. Rock Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> love Shack. If I hear any of those songs ever again. I I'm hate Love Shack. Drill holes in my ears. Yeah. Don't go to Athens then. Okay. <laughs> what about Greece? You'd be fine in Athens. <laughs> I should specify Thank that. Don't God. go to Athens, Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Yes. How's, how's that? I think my next big trip is we're going to... Oh, crap. I forgot where we're going. But there's a sloth refuge, and we're going to stay at the sloth refuge. Well, I mean, I'm you should just excited. go to Durham. They got the, I think, a lemur refuge. Yeah, in Durham. Keely, Keely worked there for a summer, so been there, done that. Okay, I'm just saying, we got lemur refuges. Yeah, boringness. Sloths! I love sloths! I, I love lemurs too, but Keely worked there, so now she and I are going to. I had a friend whose nickname for me in college was a Southern Sloth Machine. <laughs> That's like so packed. Like, I don't yeah. even know how to. <laughs> I don't know where to start with that. Have yeah. you have either of you watched Queer Eye yet? No. no. For goodness sake, you should watch it if you want to feel better, Bryn. Okay. Also, you should let me queer eye you, even though I don't really fit the guidelines. But I would love that. I really want to do that to somebody. I you basically... can't portray a queer guy. You have to yeah. get a real <laughs> queer guy. Yeah, exactly. To do the queer exactly. guy. Exactly. I would. Well, I've done to my dad basically all the time. Uh, his whole like life I've been alive. Like what? His clothes. I have literally. We've been going to like birthday parties or something for someone on the soccer team. And I will literally switch clothes with him to make his outfit work. And, like, he hate, he doesn't like that. Wait, and like, so the Queer Eye is, like... What? It like, explain. Like, like, a, like uh, an example. Like, what I mean by it's that? essentially yeah. just giving somebody a makeover. No, it's not. It goes <laughs> deep to the heart. Does it? How so? Yes. How so? What do you mean, how so? No, okay. no, I just... In, on I Queer Eye... Was, I'm not... And in your thing, it's called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, but it's not anymore. It's just Queer Eye. So okay. you got that wrong. Okay. But, right. I thought it was just feeding into the stereotype that that no. gay men have a better sense of style. Uh, it's the opposite. You have to watch. Please go home and watch an episode. I'll tell you right now. Okay, so it barely matters that they're gay, barely at all. Okay. I mean, they talk right. about it, but it doesn't right. really matter. The point: they go in for a week to help someone who's struggling. Essentially, really, it's emotional struggle that comes mm. out through what they choose to eat, what their house kind of looks like now, what they wear, this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's how it goes out to their different outlets. But really, it's about feeding the soul to make the outside feel better and then continuing your life from there. Well, I mean, their sexuality... And it's really funny. I don't think their sexuality would have anything to do with it, but the name of the show... Is Queer Eye. Is Queer Eye. Well, because they're... they're, they're oh, what is it, crap? We're fighting for... Oh, no, they change. Oh, crap. I forgot what it is. They still are needing acceptance. They go to, like, rural 
rural places. Like the first season, first two seasons were in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Athens? No. And then the <laughs> Athens, second, oddly enough, Athens is completely surrounded. I mean, you go 15, 20 minutes outside Athens. There's a place called rural, Gay but. Georgia they went to. And then um, now the next one they're doing is Kansas City, Utah. So mm-hmm. I'm pissed it isn't here because I'd put Gary on there in a heartbeat. He'd be per- they'd love him. He would get so many tears. Ugh. In a good way. You guys have to watch the show because you don't know what I'm talking about. All right. Okay. Please, I beg of you. I get, I get what you're saying, though. They're trying to change it. people's understanding of, of, of what that yes. like, homosexuality, yeah. I guess, through, through yeah. Just having a human, a human connection. Exactly. And there's like yeah. Black Lives Matter kind of episode, right. all kinds of things. You got to. And it's so funny and heartwarming and it we'll really lifts your spirits. That's the we'll kind of show that we need right now. Exactly. Exactly, Brandon, and yeah. it is a spirit lifter. You have to watch. Please just watch one episode. All right, I okay. watched one episode. Thank I've been watching. Goodness. I've been watching season two of Luke Cage. I just watched season two. Of Glow. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, Glow I just was watched the one you said? Season two of Glow. Oh, I, oh, I do. Did, I really want to see, see that. It's great. I've oh, never so gotten into Glow. I should watch. Second it. season is outstanding okay. because it deals. It, it it has some episodes that deal with the whole Me Too issue oh. and sexual predation in the workplace. Uh-huh. And it's outstanding. Yeah, you're again, so woke. It, it's 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 how they it's how they introduce these things in the show, and it doesn't Aww. slap you over the head right, with right, right. it. It does it in a very subtle subtle way, mm-hmm. but it does it so that you you fully understand. You are able to make that connection between what's going on and what's in the show. Right. One of my favorite British lady singers is in that show, Kate Nash. Hmm. Who does she play in the show? She's red haired. Oh, she plays. I love Kate Nash. Britannica, I guess. Kate Nash, is probably. Yeah. Kate Nash is like that part of my child. Like, I never really went through any phases, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But if I did, she would be like that one because she's like a little screamy and white, like over everything. And like Uh a feminist way, you know what I mean? Uh She's like, yeah. You know what I mean? That's another interesting one is it talks about the whole immigration issue because she, one of the wrestlers is. uh, Kate Nash. Is British. Right. And she's here undocumented. She passed, she stayed well past, several years past her visa. And so there are these immigration issues that come up with it. And it's, it's, it's kind of a sitcom way that they decide to deal That's with good. it. It's like, but um, again, the fact that they have this very socially relevant issue within this. Mm-hmm. Still so, kind of hits It's like down. the Carmichael yeah. show. Do you ever watch the Carmichael show? No. Can't say it. show's no. great. You should watch it. Okay. I think it got canceled, but it was really good. No. Oh. Hey, 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 hey! The two are not related, Henry. No, I know one of the Mary has sort of turned me on to this show called Happyish that Steve Coogan was. Oh, I like Happyish. I've been wanting to watch that. Originally, Philip Seymour Hoffman was supposed to play the main character, which then he died of heroin overdose. But um, I love Steve Coogan. But it's absolutely it's a hilarious show. Very dark, very biting humor. Mm -hmm. Hilarious, brilliant writing's brilliant. And Dunza, Steve Coogan, brilliant. Canceled after one season. Mm-hmm. Too smart of a show. That's like what one my of my says. one of my other favorite uh, shows by Aaron Sorkin, which was Sports Night, which I don't even know. Oh if yeah, it past two seasons, maybe had two seasons. I think it did have two seasons. It's about that, yeah. Yeah, and then it got canceled because it was too too smart. And did you watch the newsroom, Braden? No, that was on for a while. I think it, right? it was th- no, I me. Mean, it was three seasons. No, I'm just talking that about Aaron on, Sorkin. That shows. was on premium cable, and I didn't have access to yeah, premium was, cable. I thought it was on it was, Amazon or something. No, it was HBO. Uh, was that Aaron Sorkin as well? Yep. That was what he did after West Wing, yep. right? Okay. Because, yeah, and around that time, he was also he also wrote The Social Network and Steve Jobs. Right, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, strange love. Strange love. Right. Back to the top of your hand. <laughs> well, Chloe, uh, what are your thoughts on it? Well, are well, are you generally a Kubrick fan, or no? No, not so much. No. Hmm. I'm a Kubrick fan. I'll just say that. I like him, but uh, even so, I like. I think this film. Is you see where I'm coming from, though, don't you? Yeah, no. and uh, well, I don't have the patience. Well, I'll, I'll be talking about another Kubrick movie that you'll probably have an issue with in a second, or in, in a little while. Perfect. Two thousand one. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's so long. The one I'm thinking of. <laughs> Didn't it? Is it not two thousand one? Yeah. Oh, two thousand one. Oh it's no, long. it's Lolita. like two and a half hours. Oh dear. Oh God. Ugh. I do take issue. I do. I do take issue. Good call. That's what I was saying. That one is also long. Oh my god, kill me. It's two hours is and 35 it? minutes. I don't remember how long that is. Two hours and 35 minutes. Okay, so it is. Yes. It's a tad long. I'm That's not the one for Peter That's the Sellers. one with the pedophile who you're yeah, supposed I to know. like. Yeah, I know. Everybody's familiar with what it is. Wait, Roy Moore? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him. Doesn't he believe in unicorns too or something weird like that? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, but what are you on Strange Love? What's, um, this one's only an hour and a half or so. so. I do <laughs> like it. It's not one I would like. It's not like an HP for me. You know what I mean? I'm not like mm. just. I'm just gonna pop this in. What there. is? Yeah. I know. I watched one well, with Megan. Mar- I watched two with Megan Mary today. HP. There's two two and a half hour episodes or or, or volumes of that. Yeah, some three. But but uh, that's but, right. Which was the three? Two forty seven is Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, that's brutally I know my long. HP. It is brutally. Long. No, it's great. The no. pace is perfect. No. Chamber of Secrets. Is, yeah, is that long? Yeah, it it's is so it is, good. No, it is. You long. don't feel really? it for a second. Oh yes. Yeah, no. I was gonna and say because I, I like I actually like all the Harry Potter films. Yeah, it didn't feel like that. No. I was thinking of great. the Deathly one of the Deathly Hallows. Deathly Hallows. Films. Those, those are both are, quite long. Those yeah, those are both, are both like two twenty. They're both striking it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I like Chamber of Secrets, but there are points where it gets it, there's just too much plot going on. False. Oh yeah, big time. Big time. I'm with Chloe. Yeah. It's, okay, Brent. <laughs> take my. Movie. It didn't. It didn't Yay. feel. It didn't feel like that. <laughs> when did you last watch it? No, I. Saw, it's been a while ago. Anytime I go back to a Harry Potter film, it. watch it in one sitting. Tell me how you feel. Anytime great. I go back to a Harry Potter film, it's always Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, yes. same here. Yeah. That's more of a grown-up fave. Like the yeah. kids, the kids hate it. Really? They well, I hate guess because it. it's too dark and it's a lot of. I think they don't like the repetition. I think they get they don't like it. Huh. Yeah, hmm. yeah but that but, that's my favorite by far. My favorite is Order of the Phoenix. That's my second favorite. That one's pretty good, but if I was going to go for a second one after that, it'd be one of the last. Two. I think it'd be Sorcerer's Stone. It'd be three for me, and then I don't. I know. like the gritty. I like the real thing. You know yeah. what I mean? I yeah. I do too, yeah. mostly, but except for. There is something about the first one that's kind of nice. Just that well, the first one, I mean, has a, has a certain world. sort of youthful, innocent charm to it, which yeah. which I appreciate. Yeah, well, I mean, the first two are both Chris I'm Columbus, a, so it's I'm that. A, yeah, well, there's also that He's, he did a, a spectacular job of capturing the essence of the, yeah. of Rowling's books. Definitely. Think, anyhow, why are we talking about Harry because Potter? I love Harry Potter and I bring it no, into but, every conversation. No, but I mean, because I mean, that's the kind of thing with Alfonso Cuarón. It kind of changed from. It's Chamber Potter. of Secrets. <laughs> my keys. Chloe has a little, yeah. Of course. A little Harry Potter. We're doing Harry Potter camp right now, Brayden. You miss so much. Ugh. Yeah, but it's, I mean, yeah, I think it's definitely one of the most interesting Azkaban. And you can see a very big change from Chamber of Secrets to that. Mm-hmm. Then it gets gradually, like, they took everyone else. Or I guess it was just David Yates. No, wait, someone else did the fourth one, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Besides David Yates. But everyone, oh, what's his name? Everyone was influenced more by... 
Koran than Columbus and doing the latter films. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I think they were trying to follow Which the general... Which of the books? Of course. Yeah, the general... What's the word I'm looking for? Atmosphere? Except for... Of the latter books, because they were obviously much darker than right. the books. Right, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Oh, Mike Newell. I think mm. this is my uh, my Transformers moment that I mentioned. You know, the thing I mention all the time. Dumpster fire? No, <laughs> no, no, no. You saw it. The thing I mentioned a bunch. This is the epitome of a dumpster fire. I don't say kill myself a lot. <laughs> no, not you. I was just saying people oh. in general. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, the thing I mention a lot because you're talking about tone matching the books. My uh-huh. favorite thing in the world is Dumbledore when he goes. Hey, did you put your name with that fire on fire? Right? <laughs> and then in the book, it literally says Dumbledore adds calmly, calmly asked. And I'm like, oh my god, obsessed. Everyone loves it. It's a good moment. Yeah. 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 What were we talking about? Strange Love, Doctor Strange Love. Or Kubrick. You're talking about Kubrick. Oh, here we not go. We're back. Why 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 not? I mean, I, I'd I'm say I would say I generally respect him more than I yeah. I, I go back to his movies, I but whenever def- I watch one, I'm always like, This is great. I definitely yeah. respect him for sure. Yeah. But he's not like my go to comfy like rainy day. No, not as well, I mean, comfy. No, you don't watch his films because <laughs> they're comfy or yeah. fun. Well, Doctor Strange Love I do watch, not because it's comfy or fun, but because it's a brilliant film. Actually, it is a lot. I mean, Peter Sellers is hilarious. He is really mm. good. There's so many other great. jokes in there. Yeah. The, the, the one crazy general with his you know, fluoride and our yeah. stealing our precious bodily fluids. Oh, fluid. my goodness. And his name is General Batguado. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's batshit, right? Yeah. He's batshit crazy. Yeah. He's bat- yeah. Right. right? He's yeah. stealing our precious bodily fluids. <laughs> Anywho... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fun movie to watch. I, I enjoy it. It is. Yeah. yeah, my favorite teacher of all time, Mr. Buhachik, showed it to us. Mm. See, I showed that to my classes when I was teaching, and they you turn it on, and they go, oh, black and white, and you can see their eyes glassing. Brayden, I was the only one in that whole class who respected Mr. Buhachik, so I'm sure there was a Chloe in your mm. class. Yeah. But <sighs> yes. I don't think so. You should read some of the reviews. <laughs> they were pretty <laughs> Really? Yeah, they were Mr. Buhachik, he wrote my letter of recommendation... Like, without me asking, because it was really, you know, we were, like, buddies. Just like that, yeah. Yeah. And, well, he taught, like, two of my classes, whatever, and I was mm. in, like, his clubs and stuff like that. But anyway, so we wrote it, but I asked the for Mr. Buhachi Club? Yeah, exactly. So I asked for an extra one, because I wanted to read it, but, you know, you're not allowed to open them. And I read it, and I cried. And sometimes, this is low-key TMI, but sometimes I'm having a really bad day, I just, like, read it, and I'm like, someone thinks I'm great! <laughs> So that's why I that's like Chloe it, because Mr. Bohatrick showed it to me. Okay. But also it's good. But that's just my memories. Because okay. that was the first time I had seen it. Yeah, Clover. Yeah, I think I just saw it for like the first time maybe a year, a year and really? a half ago, because I got the criterion of it yeah. and I watched it. Yeah. That's crazy. I think. Late to the game. Yeah, Actually, but I had seen most of his others before that. But. I do take yeah. it back. I'm pretty sure my dad had shown it to me before Mr. Buhachik did, but I did not pay mm-hmm. attention. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd, yeah, and just a few months ago, I saw The Killing for the first time, which is great. I need to see that. I haven't it's, seen that, I'll say. Since I you like Logan that. Lucky, it feels like very much inspired. Yeah, I need that to see inspired that. Logan the Lucky. The Killing uh, is funny? No, no, I don't think it's meant to be funny. No, no I mean, there's a little humor in it, but no. It's, it's sort not. of like a it's, caper. Uh-huh. Uh, and in terms of the style, because it's about a, film. it's a, a horse race that all the people go in and try and uh, rob it while it's ha- taking place, just like with NASCAR. Did you ever see um, American Animals? No. Brayden, it's my it. favorite movie of the year so far. Really? Yep. 
I, it's miles. supposed to be quite good. I really do want to see it. You have to. It, it was surprisingly it. good. Yeah. yeah. What's surprising? I mean, uh, it's just kind of a an, like in some indie heist movie. Whatever. And there's a lot yeah. of those that aren't great. No, so. it's amazing. By far, favorite of the year. Cool. Okay. Brayden says okay, but we all know he secretly really respects my opinion. So no, I want to. I do. I, I trust you. I want to go see it. <laughs> that's just what he says. I just. I just. <laughs> that's how he responds. <laughs> But yeah, I it's, just it's, don't it's, have time. To, it's funny. I work at a movie theater. I have no time to watch films. Mm. So. Oh, the irony of life. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yep. Henry hates coffee. Do you? No, no. I love coffee. Oh, <laughs> been, I've been having too much lately. Yeah. No, I feel like I have too much no, coffee all I, the time. No, because I've been taking on like the assistant manager duties, mm-hmm. even though I'm not the assistant manager, but. Since that's kind of been just exhausting because it's been tacking on a couple extra hours every week and. Yeah. A lot well, more stuff to handle, you know. That was the thing for me is I was working four shifts, you know, five, five and a half hours per shift before uh, I had one longer shift on Sunday for, you know, eight hours or something. And now six days a week. And as I said, I mean, if I'm there for a shorter period of time, that's five hours. Mm-hmm. Most of the time I'm there for a good six to eight hours. Yeah. And so, and now on, on Sundays and Mondays, I'm the person on call for if something happens while I'm after I'm gone, and so it's so I'm still kind of like yeah. so I, I I could have to leave right now. So you emergency. are Mister Managerish, quote unquote. You're yes. filling Mister Manager. Yes, he's the interim assistant. And manager. then, oh. if, then <laughs> at the end of July they'll have a decision, and then if they may hire me or they might hire someone else. Well, don't screw it up. I I've given all like I because can well, if you're not assistant manager at the Joe Van Gogh Timberline. I thought you said you were also. Uh, Interviewing for the position at the Roastworks. No, I I was at Roastworks as interviewing for the position. Oh, what? Man, you went to a different coffee shop. That's some crazy. No, no. So Roastworks (laughs) is the you you know the the sportsplex in Hillsboro. No, I have no idea. Yeah, I know sportsplex. Yeah, and so the our the Joe Vango Roastworks is back back in that area. That's where all the the upper level people are. I so went there just to interview. Ooh, what does it look like? Just a very huge warehouse. Is it pretty? Um, not, it's not visually pleasing, oh, but it's, it's full of some like, like, you know, you can smell a lot of coffee going in there. And so it's cool see, to see that. I'm not a big coffee person. See, I, that's, Still, that's, that's cool. the problem is, is I'd love to work in a roastery, but it's, you I, I think put you, in the time to yeah. get to that point. But yeah, I mean, there's, it's, it's what, a, why would you love to work in a roastery? Just, I think it would just be cool. It's a cool, it seems like a cool play job. With fire and, and burn beans and stuff. Katie I mean, what's I, not cool about that? Yeah. Kayla and I on our sloth trip are also staying in the middle of a coffee farm. Nice. Nice. Where, where coffee is it you're going? I can't remember. <laughs> I really can't. I can look it up on Airbnb. Yeah. But I mean, no, but the Jeff and Go Warehouse is, it's a cool place to, to see and, do but you yeah, cuppings? They do. They do? Yeah. Cool. Do yeah. what? Cuppings. I, cuppings of What's coffee. What's that? To, like, taste. Like, yeah. Why is it called cuppings? Because you cup. have lots of little cups. I hate that so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I oh. interviewed there the other day for the, the second time, so. Saves. We'll see. We'll see. Good Where luck. Is this? Best of luck. Thank you. But yeah, and it went well, so we'll, we'll know in a couple weeks. It doesn't even say. Oh, Costa Rica. Yeah. Costa Rica? That's where? Are you going... I guess How many so. places are you going, Chloe? I guess Jeez. Costa Rica. I thought we were going somewhere else, though. Gosh, well, you just have to settle for Costa Rica, I, think, I guess. No, I think we might be going to Honduras. Oh. But Kaylee it's hard, ma- hard to keep track Kaylee, of all these Kaylee's, places. No, but Kaylee always makes fun of me, and she says that I, that I am an old Honduran woman. I don't get that. So. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. 
She just says, like... Where is it there's a large Jewish population somewhere in South, South America? Venezuela. Am I thinking... Is it Venezuela? I thought I was thinking Argentina, maybe. Honduras, and uh, there might be... I think there's also a large Jewish population somewhere in Central America as well. I better go there. So you could be an old one. <laughs> oh, I, I see where you're going. Yeah, Kaylee's like psychic, but she won't admit it. So maybe she's like, maybe like feeling a past life or something. Mm, that sounds. And right. I only believe in past lives because like I'm so tired all the time. Join the club. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if past lives are exist, I think I'm like at the tail end. Yeah, I've learned to live with like perpetual fatigue. It's not. It's yeah, not I mean, fun. I'm. I'm. Tired. Oh, you've learned to live with it. Maybe you're farther than me then. I mean, I, I am older than you. I'm, I'm so. almost in that this way. This time. <laughs> I mean, I'm almost in that way. Just when you got work, you're it's exhausting. And you just kind of got to go with it for better or worse. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I've learned is like being an adult is you don't get enough sleep. And then even when you think you're done, it's, you got oh, more. well, now I got more shit to do. And then if I actually want to go to the gym, then I have to force myself to go to the gym. And it's, it's not that it's not fun. It's just, it's just, it's just taxing. It's a schlep. It's, it's a lot of stuff. It's taxing. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a tremendous force of will to get through everything that you mm-hmm. want to get through. I, see, I like doing all the and all that. shiz that I do. I mean, in a way, I, I like even... Like, and today, I have to go to physical therapy. Today so was I, all over the place, and I had to, you know, had to go to Food Lion twice and do all this stuff. But, I mean, uh, in a way, I kind of like being tired at the end of the day and having done all that. But then also while you're doing it, you're like, Jesus Christ. I usually don't just, get home. I usually leave the house around 7.30 in the morning uh-huh. or between 7.30 Same. and 8.30 in the morning. And then I usually get home between 9.30 and 11. That's a long day. It's a long day. That's a long day. But I do like socializing. Yeah, so I know. there's some of that in there. My hmm. mom's getting a new cat called Sweet Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting little... In- yeah. I just drank a pickle beer a couple days ago. Oh, yeah? yeah. Pickle beer? Pickle beer. How, How was, was it? It was good. Disgusting. No, it was actually good. I thought it was going to be disgusting, so I bought a can at the bottle shop. <laughs> and I made... Oh, uh, Gemma loves a bottle shop. I know... <clears throat> excuse me. I know the... Uh, some of the guys that work... You know Antonio, right? Him, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool yeah, guy. Yeah. Chance friend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he works there, and so I know a lot of the guys who work at this bottle shop, Sam's Bottle Shop in Durham, which is just down the road from where Mary and I live. And... uh Good they had know. they had a beer in there, a new beer. It was a saison by a brewery out of Saxbaha that I quite like. I like Saxbaha. It's, it's 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 pickled beer. Hmm. And I like saison. Interesting. It's uh, it was good. It was their basic saison, which they use they they use uh, yogurt cultures to sour it, and then hmm. um, they put in fresh cucumbers. So they didn't actually add pickles. They put in fresh cucumbers and then <gasps> pickling spices. What? Huh. Interesting. Wow. Right? So it was almost like they were making a pickle in the beer. That is Rather crazy. than taking pickles and putting it in the beer. That's like chef's table. Mm. But it was it was surprisingly good. I it was not something that, that I would sit down and drink like a four-pack of or something. No. It was, <laughs> no. <laughs> it was I mean, actually, I don't drink, so it's just funny. I know. I no, did have a mimosa but, today. No, I mean, I, I was at... Because uh, of the game. I was at beer oh. study last night because Cooper was... And we had a little store going away. Yeah, oh, I wanted nice. to go there, but, but the yeah. projectors were having problems, so I didn't get out of the damn theater until 11 yeah. o'clock. But that yeah, nice. Beer Study's a nice little, like, local hangout for college students, and yeah, everyone everyone was Beer drinking bros. but me, but it was okay. It was it just entertaining to watch people get drunk. So. I hate it. I hate it. I mean, sometimes it's not good, but lots of times, like, people would just kind of act well, that's, funny. That's and what I'm giving up right now to be here, because otherwise I'm drinking. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, I would have, I would have... I uh, gotten it. up, worked out, and then I'd be sitting at home having some beers <laughs> and watching Luke Cage, probably. 
And you got to just start bringing your beers uh, with you. Just no, I don't want to drive back from Hillsboro. Oh, fair. After. That's fair. I do want to go to the Mystery Brewing because which is right behind you. Oh, it's a cool. Yeah, shows, it's. Which one's that? It's right it's, down the yeah, street. Yeah, it's there. a brewery right behind them where the oh, Hillsboro near, barbecue um, place is. Yeah, okay. And there's and the, the frozen custard, custard, custard place. Yeah, yeah. It's turned into a huge little area. It's down a little there. place over there. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. where the auction house used to be. Right. When my mom mm-hmm. worked there. Yep. And there's a bar- a barber down there too. Ah, so you've got the ABCs. You've got Nipples. alcohol, barbecue, and custard. <laughs> and barbers. <laughs> and barbers. Yeah. Double B. A B B C. That's what you say after you've been to Mystery Brewing Company. Yeah. You don't know where you've been. A B B B C. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, uh, anything else about Doctor Strange Love? Well, I'm curious as to why Chloe is not why. I like it, Brayden. <clears throat> no, 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 not strange enough, but I'm just curious why Kubrick is not. I why like, you don't put Kubrick do, up in do the you, pantheon? Do you appreciate his movies more than you like him? No, because you're you. It's fine. I just it's just like everybody I talk to, like all the movie geeks I talk to, yeah. are like Kubrick, woo, you know. We'll see. I, and I like Kubrick. Am I like all I'm the just movie curious. fanatics you talk to? No. This no, is true. Well, I, this is true. Well, even I'll say I, I'm a Kubrick fan, but I, I'm not someone who's like, oh, this movie, oh, amazing. I mean, and like, I understand well, why Life people do that. Is amazing. Clockwork Orange is really spectacular. Clockwork Orange is. Oh, he's Barry done a lot of great movies, but I don't always connect with them. One is spectacular. Exactly. I don't like 2001. Okay. Clockwork Orange is definitely my favorite, but is I also really? really like the That's book. Really? That seems yeah. like it would be the opposite for you. Yeah, Why? I would figure that. Because it's like would, a it's a great it's movie. Really, it is a great movie, but strange, dark kind of thing. But very relevant yeah. even today. Agreed. Agreed. It's a great piece of work. It's the same thing. I'm not going to sit down and like paint my nails and be like, "Hey, friends, come watch this." Actually, I used to do that a lot. Time that's... for little ultraviolence. Yeah, exactly. But it's a great movie. It's probably yeah. my favorite of all. Have a nice tall glass of milk. Mm. Yeah, I don't drink milk. I'm lactose intolerant. Well, there's that. I drink almond milk. Gemma calls it nut juice, and I don't like that at all. <laughs> Ew. I can't. I can't. It is nut, it is nut <laughs> juice, love basically. God. But Never repeat that's that. What, that's what macadamia milk is. Yeah. Almond milk. Okay, macadamia yeah. milk is great, though. But yeah. not I like nut. almond milk. I'll, I'll buy a big thing of it yeah. and sit and drink it. But anyhow, I, I do Kubrick. too. Not nut Kubrick. juice. Not nut juice. Is it that you simply... is it, like what? What is it? You and Kubrick, what is your relation to Kubrick? You Is it that you don't like him, or you, he's not your favorite director, or you find his films a bit... Definitely not my favorite director. And why? I don't... Okay, okay. This is a good question. This, okay, this is how I will frame it. So, there are a lot of um, books I read or was supposed to read, I didn't really read most of them, for class throughout schooling. Mm-hmm. And but they're terrible. And my parents always say, but they're, like, important... It's like Jackson Pollock, too, right? Like Jackson Pollock. Important, but, like, then put it in history class, not English class. Okay. You'd feel me a little bit? Sure. It's not the best example. I mean, I I, I agree. I mean... I don't know. I mean, it's... That's a tough one. I'll say I'm very glad I've seen all of them, and I do appreciate him, but, like, it doesn't feel my... I don't feel it. They feel like a relic that they don't necessarily... It's not something that really resonates with you. It just doesn't... It does doesn't yeah we don't we don't speak exactly the same language but I totally get it mm-hmm. obviously but yeah. it's not so much that it's a relic because I really like a lot of old movies okay but fair enough yeah. yeah I mean it's kind of same I mean I I like all of his movies but 
they definitely don't connect with me for the most part as much as other directors do, even though I see the this talent and skill in his films. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, the, I guess there are certain directors that the, the film doesn't... I mean, Strange Love connects with me, because that's that's where my mm. interests lie. Mm-hmm. But, that aside, uh, he's just such a masterful filmmaker mm. that... Totally. Even if I don't like... I, I, I watch Barry Lyndon and it has nothing to do with my life. Right. But, it's still such a well-crafted film. It's like going... It's like when you go to a museum and you look at a piece of art and you go, oh, it's like the 50th baby Jesus that I've seen. Yeah. And it's like an entire gallery of, you know, uh, Spanish painters who have done nothing but, yeah. like, you know, baby Jesus in the 15th century. Jesus. But there's still, there are still, you can look at all of those artists and there's still certain artists that you will pull out that are, you know, like right. the El Greco keeps Popping into my mind, uh-huh. right? I usually have to go to the expressionist section, and I don't feel a thing. But I do get what you're saying. Mm. It's just certain certain artists, even if their subject matter is not necessarily something that you would right. normally. This is this is this is meaningful to me. This is mm-hmm. I feel some I feel simpatico here. Mm-hmm. It's not. Oops, it's not like that. But something about the way in which they craft their pieces resonates. Mm-hmm. It has some sort of link, some sort of yeah. yes. communication. The biggest possible accomplishment, really, for yeah. an art form. Yeah. yeah. And I feel that with Kubrick's films, just the way in which he crafts his films, I find so enthralling. Mm-hmm. And so even though, you know, 2001, Barry Lyndon, um, Clockwork Orange, I mean, his films are just all over the map. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Shining... And films are just all over the map, but he does such a, a spectacular job crafting each mm-hmm. one. That's, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about Fincher. I mean, who takes a lot from Kubrick, especially. Yeah. yeah. Even if I don't connect, or even if I'm not familiar with that world, I still connect with it incredibly for some reason. I don't know mm-hmm. why, but. I like Scorsese. Yeah. And yeah. So, yes, I you like see Scorsese some yeah. too. Yeah. And Kerry Jody Fukunaga, even though he's less. He's yeah. yeah. He's, he's more of like a much. producer now. He doesn't. Has he, he done anything? He, he's doing a show, right? He's doing that show with Emma, whatever, Emma and uh, Jonah Hill? Hill and Justin Thoreau and Emma, whatever. Is that going to HBO Thoreau or Showtime dating. or something? Netflix. Oh, cool. Pretty what sure. show is this? Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a crime show, right? No. no? Well, it looks it's like futuristic. I don't freaking know. Yeah. But it's futuristic, Michigas, I can't hmm. tell you. Huh. Yeah. Cool. <sighs> Mine was fake, but I felt left out. I actually am tired. I saw yeah, I'm, gym. I'm sleepy. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta go in at seven tomorrow. So. All right. Well, out, out of five stars, I, I'll go four and a half. I'll give it a solid five. Ooh. I I go five and then give it whatever and is left beyond. over that, that you guys you guys you Eight. gave it what four and a half? No, five. you gave it four and a half. Excuse me, I, I gave, gave it five. five. I gave four. I went four and a half. Well, I give it five and a half. Because your leftover Fair. half star I'm taking. You go, you go 80 million. You know? <laughs> I can do four and a half, so you can have six. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Evens out. All right, well, not any- I give it 2,876 James Earl Jones and a bomber. Yay! Hey, there you go. Yeah. See, it's fun, no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, well, not much news, if I'm not mistaken. No, not many trailers, not much going on, really. I was intrigued by the trailer for Blind Spotting. Yes. I'll say that. I saw that before the film. It could be either really impactful and spectacular. Or a complete kind of train wreck. Or a complete train wreck. Yeah. 
So I'm curious to see Although, what happens there. Y- have y'all been hearing the reviews for Mission Impossible? Yeah. No. It's been like insanely Incredible. good. Really? It's being compared to. People are to, obsessed with I mean, this. It's I, being compared to Fury Road. And it's really? like, yeah, it's getting huge buzz. Really? Huge buzz. Yeah. Really? Huge. 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 <laughs> <laughs> You're sounding like a lightsaber. But no, I, I'm, di- I'm dying huge. to see it. Because, so, I, I mean. Of course, I love Tom Cruise, but still. I, four, five, and. Was it four or five? It's four. Four and four and five, because this is MI6. Correct. So four and five. MI6? Actually, Mm. no. I'm sorry. Three, four, and five were all spectacular. Yeah. One was okay. Although it's dated now at this point. Two was, it chagrins me to say, an absolute disaster. Dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. Um, (laughs) Which is a shame, because it was John Woo, and I loved everything that John Woo did Uh when he was in Hong Kong. And then he made this. And then he also made the mistake of making Broken Arrow and Face Off. Oh, God. But, yeah, he had his little Hollywood hiatus, which turned disastrously bad. I don't know what happened. As it often does. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyhow, but yeah, uh, 3 was spectacular because, not because it was the the most sort of intense spy thriller thing. But Philip Seymour Hoffman. But Philip Seymour so Hoffman good. was so good. Like, like, the, like the, the the gun scene that oh. they have is it's like that's like one of the best scenes. It's yeah, so good. And I, I actually liked Billy Crudup as sort of the, yeah. the, the crooked agent. Crudup. 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 No, it's Crudup. It's C R U D U. I call Crudup. Anyhow, he asked out my mom. Who hasn't? He worked at Playmakers. He was at Playmakers, and he asked out my mom. But she said, "Oh God, Billy Crudup, your daddy." I nope. No, okay. Probably yeah. that. You should get a DNA test. Yeah, but my dad, trust me, has done not like in a weird way, not like in a <laughs> not like in a Jerry Springer way. He's just like weird about that stuff. Okay. Um, but it is what he—he's a geneticist. So. Yeah. And then but, Ghost Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation were. Yeah, I, both of those were spectacular. Very very well written. Very taut spy thriller, intense spy thriller type things. And I thought they did a really good job, you know, combining. Action and it's all and pretty much all practical. I mean, Tom Cruise, yeah, is Tom Cruise. I mean, foot. his strange proclivities aside, he's 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 a decent actor, <laughs> yeah. and you know, it's 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 he's a great movie star. He's a good Kudos actor. to him for you know putting putting himself out there. I wish he would do more stunts. good roles again, though. No offense, that sounded to, demeaning. Go back to more, no, uh, I know, I understand what Rain you're saying. Man, I love Rain Magnolia. Man. Eyes wide shut. I love Rain Man. You don't like Rain Man? Days of it's Thunder. It's okay. <laughs> Brandon. Jerry Maguire's where it's at. I live for He was for really Jerry good. Maguire. He was really good in Jerry Maguire. I used to ask to watch Jerry Maguire well, I mean, like every day when I was little. Uh, what was the one he the, he got his, the Big Easy? Was that where he got his break? What was it he got his break on? Oh, The Hustler? Huh? The Hustler? No. Yes, he was really spectacular in that, though. Thank you for reminding me. No, the one that he did, Risky Business. Oh, Risky yeah, Business. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know why that wasn't coming to mind. Top Gun. Yeah. Miles Teller? Are you kidding me? I hate him. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, do you know? He, in the second one, he's going to... He, he's Is it the son? Mm-hmm. He's playing the son of Tom Cruise. Miles the second one, their second one. They're making a sequel. Oh, they're making a sequel to Top Gun. How yeah. stupid is that? Pretty freaking dumb. Pretty freaking I love dumb. Top Gun, but yeah, I'm glad is. you said something I could repeat. Pretty freaking dumb. Then again, 
I might be eating crow because I wasn't sure how Blade Runner 2049 was going to turn out. No, that's exceptional, Brayden. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, that's the thing is I can't go into Top Gun 2 with any preconceptions. Because the first film, I, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I like I it. I think the first, good, the first film is really good. Yep. Uh, Tony Scott. And, yeah. And then you've got this next one coming out, which you, there's, you don't see any point to it, right? You don't see the point. Because the Correct. first one... The first one was sort of an all-inclusive film. It had all the points you needed. It was a good script, and then the story was self-contained, and so there's really no point. I'll only be satisfied if in the second Top Gun, uh, Val Kilmer comes back as Iceman. He is coming back. Is he? Yep. Awesome. Is his son in it? I don't know. I don't like his son. I don't know. Jack Kilmer. But I do like names that do that. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jack Suppose Kilmer? So. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. Jack Kilmer. It's like all one thing. Jack like Kilmer. If, like if Jack my Kilmer. name was like, I don't know. We, we don't know where the first name ends and the second name begins. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. All right. Well. Like if your name was Brayden Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, well... I guess we can move on. Uh, no, since we did kind of double up, no mail this week, but we should have some ne- uh, this next time. So I guess we need to do our picks of the week. Uh, I only, I think I only have one or two things. So I, re- just think, uh... I rewatched. <laughs> oh yeah, I had a bit of a laundry list last week, Bryn, or, or the the other day. But I, I rewatched Patriots Day, which uh, directed by Peter Berg, who uh, actually has a new film coming out in in August. That looks all right, but I'm excited that it's Peter Berg. But this one, I do like quite a bit, despite it being about this recent event. It's, I mean, in a way, it's kind of like stronger where, I think especially what... Oh, is that Pe- the Marky Mark movie? Yeah, what Peter Berg is able to do with Deepwater Horizon and Lone Survivor to most some extent. But I think especially with this is make it both an entertaining movie, but also very... Like, sorry to bother you. Yeah, a film that also pays respect to the event and doesn't really feel at all exploitative of that. Hmm. And in the way that Stronger did, it's kind of feels it's personal, and you know it doesn't matter if it came out six months right after or, or twenty years after. It still kind of has the same effect. But hmm. yeah, very, and of course, and Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the score, great score. But yeah, very good movie, and you should watch it, even though it it is about Patriots Day. Patriots Day, yep. Okay. Yeah, uh, very definitely worth watching. What's it about? I, 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 was, I, I was talking gen- just generally. <laughs> what's, we what's are talking. That was more to Brayden than to you. What is it about? It's the uh, the Boston bombing, Patriots Day. Yeah. Oh. Huh. I mean, it's so it's it's about the the chase to get the bomber. Oh right, as opposed to uh... Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yes, Chloe. But no, yeah, it's it's. What's the name of that movie, Henry? You just said it. Stronger? Stronger. Yeah. No, no, he's trying to come up with the actual name of the guy. The name of the fellow who, who lost his legs in the Boston... The, the real guy. I get it. I just don't know the name. Okay. <laughs> no, but so this is... Where Stronger was the one about one of the guys who lost... Who was affected by it. This is about the... The, the more, to get The, the more, more yeah. bigger story. But hey. It's, Poor phrasing. We'll excuse it. <laughs> <laughs> And Brian, you see what I've been dealing with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so this one's more, yeah, more about the chase and um, kind of about all the logistical and uh, the overarching story, I guess. But yeah, very quite a good movie. 
and very well directed and he's definitely a, a very interesting director. He feels like a more grounded version of Michael Bay in a way. <laughs> he's able to take up action movies but make them much more grounded than Michael, Michael Bay does. So, Are you still looking for it? No, I found it, but oh. these touch screens are so picky and I'm trying to... <laughs> Yeah, and I think I think I guess since we just did a few days ago, I think that's oh I did rewatch Lolita about two weeks ago, which I hadn't seen in a few years, and it's quite good. I mean, it's a very creepy film. Of Who horror. else is in the original Lolita? The I Kubrick. I can't think. I can't think of the actors' names, but Peter Sellers is in it. I know. Yeah, but I can't. Yeah, I can't remember oh, he's, who he's so Humbert, good. Humbert. Yeah, yeah, mm. but it, it is. I mean, of course, a very creepy story about a guy who and a girl who are like a very young girl. Underage girl, a I guess. A man and a girl. Yeah, yeah, like a you know, 40, 50 something year old guy getting involved with I don't a. Know yet. No. I'm trying to close an ad. Every time I press the close buttons for some Your reason. Your fingers are too big. Probably. I got big. No, Braden, turn it sideways. Turn it the other way. Well, I found out Jeff Bauman was the name of the fellow that was the. Actual, the actual That's person it. that the film Strong is based on. Ah, yeah. So, but yeah, it's about a, a guy who gets involved with this underage girl, or at least I think she's underage, and yes, it's about their she is yeah. very underage. All right, jeez, she's a child. <laughs> yeah, and so it's yeah about their. So it's about Roy Moore and his run for the yeah. Senate in Alabama. Yeah, except it has a happy ending, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, so does Alabama because Doug Jones won. So mm. yay, Doug Jones. Yeah. yeah. So. No, I mean he has a. I mean. Never mind. It's it, but you it, mean like Chinese massage parlor happy ending, or I don't know what that mind. means. Anyhow, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't shed the light. I would. It's no. I'm out. Yeah, I mean, it, it, despite its creepiness, it is still a very entertaining film, and it's it's very well made and well acted, and the chemistry between everyone is great, and it's still very complex, and it's. I mean, it's, of course, it's it, not that complex. May, may, I mean, in terms of what it's tackling, I think, and it's not it's, that complex. And <laughs> let's just wrap up the show now. So, I mean, it's not, it's not 2001. It's just, it's interesting. More I'm saying it's. I'm not saying it's, it's not super very complex. Gray. Correct. Mm. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so it's entertaining. Uh. It's too long. It's two hours and thirty-five minutes. Too long. After a while, I, I start to fade. I out. think it's two hours and thirty-five minutes too long, too. Sure. <laughs> Some people have said that. Sure, I'm sure. But interesting film, never, nevertheless. There you go. I'm done. <laughs> Chloe. Yeah. I watched... Next time, I'll avoid the bad jokes. Bad no, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. That's not what was. Yeah. Huh? Nothing. Can I go now? You're go say what is in your heart. Okay. Speak so, your truth. Thank you. So, uh, sorry to bother you. Remind me of a movie I saw actually at the Chelsea, and I had to sit in the very front row in the corner because there were only two seats left in the whole theater. What's that? In a world, written, oh. directed, and starring Lake Bell. Yeah, that was a brilliant film. It's a great movie, and it kind of reminded me very because funny. it's kind of a satire. It's very feminine. Yeah, hmm. loved yeah, I, it. I haven't seen that. Rewatched it. Wasn't it wasn't good. a surrealist. Satire. No, not surrealist. It was surrealist. just a straight up satire. But it, was it was so it good. Was very good. Yeah, great movie. And then I watched Hannah Gadsby's special Nanette on Netflix. She's in Please Like Me, as you may remember, mm. I love. And then I watched Harry Potter History of Magic, the documentary, and it was very illuminating. Where can you where can we find that? Uh Blu-ray of that thing? 4K? I just watched it on TV. <laughs> what channel? BBC.
Okay. I'm not sure. I'll check it out. I didn't really look. All right. Brayden? <laughs> I mean, you, you talked about a few things already, but... Yeah, I've mostly been... There, there were a couple of really good things that came out on Netflix, I think, back-to-back... I forget whether it was week on week or if they were both on the same day or something. But Luke Cage season two, which I've been really enjoying, um, really spectacular, really interesting, and uh, Glow season two, which is really, really remarkable. I would really like to topically check that out. <laughs> Sorry, dog my dog's like my dog slamming its door. head into the door. <laughs> Henry, it's almost over. Just to end yeah. it. So. Uh, <laughs> Those are really the only two things that I've been watching lately, and I'm done watching season two of Glow, uh, and I'm almost done with season two of Luke Cage, and I'm hoping something else interesting comes out on Netflix soon, because yeah. I don't really have TV. Yeah. And actually, right now, it's in a dead zone, TV. There doesn't seem to be anything out right now. I don't know what's going on. Brayden, same! I have been in a rut for like three weeks. It's like my longest time ever. Not mm. finding a new show to watch. Well, it's like a lot of things ended, and now, Horrible. I mean, it's like TV Wasteland. Preacher Season 3 is out. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing I, I did like watch. watch. Yeah. It gets watched, weird. Did you see the... Well, I know. I read a little bit of the synopsis of the comic on Wikipedia, and it goes into some really dark, strange places. Yeah. Season 1, I thought, was really well done. I really... That was one of my other picks of the week, is I, I watched... I got that on I, Apple iTunes or whatever Which, it is. What was it? <laughs> Season one of Preacher. Oh, oh, Preacher, yeah. I've seen the pilot Very a few good. weeks back and watched it, and I really liked it. Mm. I thought you'd uh, seen Preacher a long time ago. No. <gasps> we, we talked no. about it a few times. but Yeah, I've mentioned it because it, it was, was something that I always wanted to see. It was a while ago. Mm. Well, season one was spectacular. Um, just the actors are so good. Yes. The Irish guy, I forget his name. Yeah, he was on a show called Misfits. Was he? Yeah. Huh. But he's really good, and of course, Dominic Cooper... And uh, Ruth Nega, who is just amazing, amazing. She was yeah. so good and loving, and I She's just good totally yeah. fell in love with her. It's when incredible, she was in love that, yeah. and then I just love her in Preacher. She's just her character's awesome. She's great portraying the character. Mm. Uh, and yeah, so Preacher season one was good, and I'm planning. I'm looking forward to to probably you know just outright buy season two sometime in the yeah. future. I saw 4K for the first time in my life, I think. You mean, uh, like... The World Cup was 4K. Huh. Uh, depend, did you have... What, did you watch on, on a 4K TV? I don't know. Then you didn't... If you didn't, I was at a bar. actually see Oh. Yeah, if they didn't have a 4K TV, it doesn't matter. Oh. Yeah. Never mind. That's the whole thing. That's the thing. But anyways, all right. Well, I guess that about brings us to, to the end of the show. What a... What a day. What, what a day... What a day it's been. I like France. I'm not saying they won or didn't win. I'm just saying I really uh-huh. I love France very much. Yeah, yeah. And, any, if there are any French listeners, let us know. Yeah, e- uh, email us. Bonjour. Yeah. I, I keep trying to remember what the words are for the French national anthem. <laughs> and so, uh, I guess the Marseillaise. I don't know. Yeah. So next week, oh, you love France. I do love France. Yeah. But I'm not a nationalist yeah. in any sense. So, so next week, oh, Chloe, <laughs> we talk about the film Hot Summer Nights, which is speaking a, of Timmy. Clockwork, speaking of a Clockwork Orange, I'm just pissed that <laughs> we missed out on yet another final in the freaking World Cup. Whatever. The Dutch. A oh. Clockwork Orange. Oh. I got it. I'm oh, just yeah. over okay. it. Yeah, yeah. And some uh, kind of it just Stiff depends on, on my fake arch nemesis is Dutch, so. Mm. 
if the film is around here, we'll figure out if it's on Amazon. I'm not sure what's how it's going to be We're released. We're watching it. But if not, we'll figure what out some. What movie is this? Timothee. It's this movie that she wants. It's Hot Summer Nights. Thank I, you, I think, Henry. I think it's it's A24. I appreciate you listening and respecting my You're so welcome. wants and needs. You're that so welcome. It is A24, yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. And it's it should be opening this week, but I don't know if it's going to be around here yet. So we'll figure it out. If not, we'll find someone else, you know. And uh, I guess we will probably keep on the same schedule, maybe, depending on if you, you're... I have open. to get off work again, but I will. Okay. So maybe next Sunday or, you know, which week from today. But we'll, we'll figure out. We'll keep you updated on, on Facebook and Twitter. Facha Libre. Filmbuds Podcast at gmail.com. It's the address you can rate us. Wait, Send us your email. I was going to say Yeah, rate us on iTunes if, if you want. No, it can be the outro music. Don't worry. He'll get it. What music? The Marseilles. Oh, yeah, sure. Bye. All right. Well, uh, Brayden, thanks for taking the time as always. <laughs> Brayden? It's <laughs> It's Lost sorry. Is mine. Brain, it's <laughs> the French national anthem. It's awesome. Yeah, Brain, it's good to have you back. And <laughs> he's not listening. He's listening. He's his mind is in France right I'm now. Off, I'm off in the glory of France or something. Yeah. yeah. Chloe, thanks. Thanks as always. Thank you. Croissant. We hope you enjoyed Croissant. it. Croissant. I've never had that. I ate a pigeon by accident once. Not Ooh. a whole pigeon, obviously. Or did you just like pick it up off the street? <laughs> no, we were in a just snatch. We were in a really fancy restaurant. Too fancy, clearly. Yeah, it was one of those restaurants where you would. I dropped my spoon and I went to go. I went, oh, Jim, Andre, and already there's no one on the table. I said, holy crap, magic. Fancy restaurants. Yeah. Speedy, speedy, speedy stuff. There was right. a helicopter pad there. That's how fancy it is. Whew. Yeah. Got it's to lure in the pigeons. Got pigeons no. and it helicopters, everything. <laughs> okay. Pigeons and helicopters. <laughs> Best restaurant of all time. All right. Well, we hope you enjoy as much as we did, and we'll see you next week. Jaloux de leur survivre, eux de partager leur cercueil. Nous aurons le sublime orgueil de les venger.